This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. From the Colt Corral down here in the valley at Clear Fork High School in Belleville, Ohio, it is time already for week number three of high school football around the state of Ohio, and tonight we've got sort of the backyard brawl 2.0, if you will, as the Lexington Minutemen come into the Valley and try to get a win here at Clear Fork. Hi, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you on a gorgeous night, the first Friday night of the month of September, and it is warm. The sun is out, though, not uh, much cloud coverage in the sky, and it is an absolutely beautiful night for high school football. Definitely no rain in the forecast tonight. And uh, like I said, it's hot. It's hot and humid tonight. So uh, we'll see how that plays a factor. As you know, we've seen some cramping the first couple of weeks of the season this year, but I would say tonight's the hottest night we've had uh, early on here in the 2022 season. Lexington comes in tonight 0-2. They lost a heartbreaker up at Ontario in week one, 21-17. And then last week struggled a little bit to get into the end zone. They moved the ball quite a, get, uh, quite a bit against Shelby, but... Just couldn't keep pace with them on the scoreboard. Lost that one 53-21. Clear Fork, on the other hand, beat Lucas week one, 21-20. And then they went down to Granville in the Columbus area last week, and they lost that one 16-8. So a little bit of a – Granville's always a good team. And Lucas, of course, a perennial powerhouse, but a much smaller division around the uh, Richland County area. So for this Clear Fork ball club, it's kind of hard to get a read on them so far this year. I mean – Beating Lucas any year is a, is a good win, but when you're Division Three Clear Fork and you're playing Division Seven Lucas, it is a rivalry game. I get it. Um, you know there are some some factors that are going to make that game close, regardless of who's good and who's not. But it's hard to judge a, a, this Clear Fork team off of beating Lucas and losing to Granville. So. Tonight we might get to see a little bit more of the uh, who they actually are. Are they going to be a team that struggles against Lexington or are they going to be a team that comes out and dominates? And then same thing for Lexington. I think offensively they've looked pretty good. They've put up, uh, you know, close to 20 points week one in a defensive battle at Ontario, and then they put up 21 last week. Could have easily been, you know, they could have scored 35 or 42 points last week, missed a field goal, uh, got down into the red zone a couple times, came out empty, um, so they definitely left some points on uh, on the field last week against Shelby. So Lexington still trying to find their identity too under first year head coach Andrew Saris. And um, but the offensive capability you got to think is there based on what we've seen so far. As we're just about set for the national anthem. And with that, we are just about set for football down here at the Colt Corral Clear Fork High School in Belleville. And uh, it's always fun to see the football players that also do double duty on uh, in the band. I see at least four or five for Clear Fork here tonight, uh, football players that are also in the band. So they've got to go get ready now for uh, tonight's ball game. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you for the Village.com pregame show. It's Clear Fork in Lexington tonight. Clear Fork 1-1, one one, trying to defend their home turf against the 0-2 Lexington Minutemen. A little bit of a late start tonight as it was Hall of Fame induction night here at Clear Fork. Uh, but a great crowd for the home team tonight. Uh, Clear Fork has brought out just, I mean, it's standing room only, and there's really not much standing room either. Looking down out of the press box here, uh, there are just people everywhere. Pretty full student section as well for the Colts. Down way off to our right, down in the uh, western end zone. 
And looking across, not a bad turnout for Lex tonight. Uh, actually, they've got a decent student section that seems to have filled in late here tonight uh, just across the way. We're standing at about the 45-yard line in the home press box, so a great vantage point tonight. And we can look out and see all the rolling hills down here in the valley as we are waiting for the two teams to uh, enter the playing field. Just about six minutes to go until kickoff, and uh, Lexington will kick first tonight. Um, and they'll kick from right to left as we see it when we get to that point. So, uh, obviously, tonight the big game in the area is uh, Maslin uh, up at Arlen Field. They're taking on the senior high TY Tigers. But this game's been a pretty good one the last few years as well. Uh, the last couple of years, Lexington has had huge first-half leads in this game. I believe it was, what, 24-7, to I think, two years ago down here. Uh, Lexington was in the lead and gave the lead up, and Clear Fork came out with a win. Last year at Lexington, the Minutemen were up by 30 points, and uh, Clear Fork came back in the second half and won. So two catastrophic uh, collapses the last couple of years for the Minutemen in this in this rivalry. So, But it does seem like a game where Lexington always comes out ready to go, and, and I wouldn't say they overperform, but they do come out and really play at their sharpest and their best, it seems, against Clear Fork year in and year out. They just have, for whatever reason, trouble closing this game out with the Colts. As uh, we'll bring in Nick Lazier now, who is back from uh, no big deal, just getting married last weekend, so he wasn't at the game with us. But, uh, yeah, Nick, it's it's been a little frustrating in this, in this rivalry the last couple of years. Well, yeah, I mean, especially the, I remember the last time we were here, I think Lex had him in fourth down even late in the game, and I think Skook yes. found a way to, to find somebody in the end zone, yep. and it gave Clearfork with the no edge time left, with yeah. no time left in the game at all. It was fourth and whatever. They were already in the red zone, but, I mean, there was pressure, and Skook just found a way. Who, By the way, I feel like Victor Skook's been at Clearfork for <laughs> 10 years yeah. now. I mean, he's finally a senior. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, like you said, Lex always just kind of comes out ready to play right out the gate against Clear Fork, and they just have a hard time finishing. But I think with, with this year in particular, with how well their run game has been, if Lex can get a lead and if their run game is working, I mean, I think they could run this clock pretty quick yeah. and hopefully get out of here with a W. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned uh, Victor Skoog for the Clear Fork Colts. He is a three-year starter at quarterback, and actually the last time we were here was one of his first starts ever at quarterback. And I remember early in the game, I, he was rattled, mishandled some snaps. I think the first snap of the game was a fumble. Lexington recovered it and was able to score quickly, and that was the start of the big lead they built. Uh, but then he, Victor Skoog managed to settle down as a young sophomore and bring the Colts back to victory as the Minutemen take the field down across the field from right to left. They're running in from the, the west end zone to their sideline. But um, Lexington, as Nick mentioned, they need to just continue having success on the ground. Carter Newman this year, he might be a 1,000-yard rusher just on touchdown runs alone. He had a 77-yarder last week. He had a 96-yarder at Ontario. Uh, and then uh, later in the game last week, I think it was a 34-yarder that he racked up. So he's uh, right around the 200-yard mark just on his touchdown runs this year. Uh, so we'll, we'll look definitely to keep him going tonight. Uh, but I think one thing that uh, a lot of people are, are calling for, and I think, uh, you know, Anybody who's who's watched Lex the first couple of weeks would agree. I, you know, you got to just kind of get the ball up somehow to Braden Fogle and let him go make a play. He had a great touchdown against Ontario. 
had a very quiet le- uh, week last week. Um, now, with that being said, Lex did have a very uh, a decent game last week through the air. Uh, they threw it a lot more last week. We actually saw shotgun last week. Uh, A.J. Young was in the shotgun quite a bit last week. We didn't see a shotgun formation once against Ontario. It was strictly pistol the whole time. Last week they mixed it up between the pistol and the shotgun, so that was good to see. Uh, but tonight, Nick, I think, and I we will have to wait till the game starts, I think we're going to see Dylan Jamison, the senior, get his first start at quarterback tonight. So uh, that will also be something to watch for tonight for the Minutemen. Well, and I think if, I mean, like like we've talked off the air a little bit, I mean, A.J. definitely the more accurate of the two. But Jamison, I mean, we've seen it even last year. He's got a cannon back there. Yep. So, I mean, if Fogel and Crago, if they can get if they can get separation on these DBs, I mean, there's not a DB on the field for Clearfort that's going to be able to match up with Fogel right. and Crago, both listed at, what, I think 6'5 on the outside. So, I mean, yep. if they can get a step and get some separation, I mean, throw it up top to them and see what they can do with it. But back to Carter, I mean, how about him? I mean, that's been such a big, like, great surprise in the backfield. I mean, absolutely. from last year when all you see him is out wide, catching touchdown passes out wide, and then this year, just due to injuries and things happen, he's the starting running back, and he's stepped right into the role. And I thought, I mean, he, he's been great. I mean, yep. the last two games he's been awesome. I mean, he breaks two tackles. If he, once he gets to that second level, he's hard to bring down, and he's going to outrun everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carter Newman with 294 yards on the ground through the first two games. So definitely on 1,000-yard rushing yard uh, uh, watch for Carter Newman. He's on pace to do that for sure. And he's, I mean, I'm. it's just Carter has a great ability when things are bottled up. He can, he's fast enough showing off that track speed to, to reverse the field and get out of there. And that's how he scored. Uh, one of his touchdowns last week was he just kind of got bottled up, switched it around, and ran back across the field, and nobody was there. He took off. So definitely uh, the, the Minutemen have the weapons. The the thing that's really been a struggle the first couple weeks is on the defensive side of the football, and a big part of that is Hudson Moore being out, especially last week. He did play week one but was a little banged up, but last week did not play, and he will not play again this week. So who's going to step up and fill in that uh, hole that, Uh, Hudson Moore leaves uh, with his absence. Uniforms tonight brought to you by BP Electric of Ohio. Check them out online, bpelectricofoh.com. Minutemen in their white helmets, purple and gold stripes. Their player numbers on the left side. Vintage Minuteman logo on the right side. And the Lex uh, script on the back of the helmet there. They've got white jerseys tonight, purple letters and numbers. A little bit of gold trim. Black pants tonight for the Minutemen. So white helmets, white jerseys, black pants. We'll get to Clear Forks uniforms in just a moment as we are ready for kickoff. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you, fearthevillage.com. A.J. Young has it up on the tee. Down off to our right on the 40-yard line. He'll kick it right to left. And we are underway in week three as A.J. Young squibs it down the field. It is going to be picked up and stumbling with it at the 24 is going to be Nick Appleman, the sophomore. Clear Fork tonight wearing their white helmets that kind of fade into black at the bottom of the helmet there with the uh, horseshoe on either side. They've got the all-black unis tonight, black jerseys with green letters and numbers, a little bit of white trim, and the black pants with white and green stripes down the side. So Lex and the white jerseys, black pants, Clear Fork in the all-black, and Clear Fork has the football to start the game. They'll go in that wing tee. Victor Skoog, the senior starter, will hand it off 
to Pawi Alt, and he will cut it back up the middle to the 30, gain of five. Pawi Alt, the senior transfer here for the Colts. Didn't get to play last year. He came in midseason, uh, but he will be there featured back all year this year as long as he's healthy, and he gets the first carry of the night. Man, and he is small. It is hard to see him in that wing position, in that wing tee, only listed at 5'8", and Clearfork's got some big boys up front, so that's going to be something to watch down the line if keeping keeping eyes on him in the backfield. Skoog under center again, gives it to Alt off the right side, trying to find room, and he manages to cut it back up, and he gets about eight or nine yards of first down there, and the Minutemen had him bottled up, but it looked like the outside was wide open, and he, yeah. he kind of opted against it, and... Kept it up the middle there, but he still got the first down out to the 39. First down, Colts. And the Minutemen defense this year has really been good on the run. They have not been so great against passing. So we'll see if they can contain the Colts tonight on first down. They'll give it Alt again up the middle with a quick burst of speed right out near midfield. He's going to get another first down, a gain of 11 right at the 50-yard line. And again, it looked like the Minutemen were there, but he's just so small and streaky. Just kind of gets up the middle and turns on the Jets. He's got a very quick acceleration. He's kind of squeaks through the holes right there so far. So the Colts will send one out to the right. They're in the wing tee again. Skoog going to go under center right at the 50-yard line, first and 10. He will give up the middle and gaining three, maybe four. I think that was Luke Schlosser. The 5'8", 160 junior, who was the tailback on that one. Second down and six coming up from the Lex 46. Skoog back under center. He will pitch it out to the left this time. Paulie Alt is going to be wrapped up, but breaks the first arm tackle and gets about seven again. It just seems like the Colts... However much yardage they need for a first down, they end up getting one more yard than they need. And they're staying ahead of the chains early tonight, all the way down to the Lex 39 already. And now we've got an injured Minuteman on the field, and coaches are out on the field now, trainers coming out. And while we have a second here, we'll take a quick break. No score early here at Clear Fork, 10.37 to go. Clear Fork driving on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Back out of the injury timeout. Didn't get a chance to see who it was, but they did walk off on their own power. Just didn't get a number there. So first and 10, clear fork at the Lex 39. Scoot going to go under center again. He takes the snap. He will give Alt up the middle, and the Minutemen are there that time. He might have got a yard, but a big hit by Mason Green up the middle. One Skoog there on the on the exchange. He kind of stumbled a little bit once he get that got that exchange from the center, so gave the Minutemen enough time to get in there and blow the play up. 
So they'll give Paulie Alt a gain of two there on first down. It'll be second and eight coming up. Clear Fork going to send one wide receiver off to the right. And they'll be in that wing tee, but without the uh, other tight end on the far side. So it almost looks like an eye formation. They'll give to Alt off the right side. He's got speed, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Pushed out of bounds down at about the four. Gaping hole off the right side there, and Paulie Alt just saw it and didn't look back. He was out of there. Big gain. Yeah, I mean, once he gets that, once he gets that out open space, his speed really yep. shows off right there. Thankfully, Jamarian Fagan was the one that caught him at the four. Gain of 33. It's first and goal. Clear fork down at their own or at the LX four. They'll send one wide receiver off to the left. They'll stay in the single back wing tee. Scoog under center, takes, gives off the left side. Appleman is going to be bottled up, and he's not going anywhere. They might have given him a half a yard. He's right between the three and the four-yard line, second and goal coming up. So now they will go into that two-back wing tee. Scoog going to go under center. One wide receiver split off to the left, but they will pitch it out right side. Alt is hit hard in the backfield. And getting around the corner, making a big hit was, I couldn't get a number 35. That was for the Minutemen, Camden Boozer. Sophomore we've heard a ton about in the offseason. And got to love that hit for the Minutemen. Big loss back to the seven, loss of three and a half. Third and goal from the seven. I'm saying it looked like Lex just happened to bring a blitz off that side. It just happened to work out perfectly. Pick the right side. Back under center. Skoog takes it. Third and goal. They'll give. No, he keeps it. He's going to throw end zone over the head of the receiver and incomplete in the end zone. He was wide open. It was out there. Tristan Robeson out right on the A in the word clear fork in the end zone. He was wide open. So fourth and goal coming up. Clear Fork going to look like they're going to send on the field goal unit here. It's going to be a short one. one especially, I mean, even if Clear Fork comes away with three, that's a W from the Minutemen, yes. able, to, able to hold their ground, had a couple plays here in the red zone and For force sure. a field goal attempt. So they'll bring on the lefty kicker, Adam Van Osdell. Stand out on the basketball court as well. High snap, and they get it down, and the hold is good, and he gets it through. It was almost blocked, a very high snap there, but... And Osdell kicks it through, 3-0. Clear Fork scores and opens up the ball game with 8.21 to go, first quarter. And now Lexington will get a chance to show what they can do offensively. Last week, the Lex offense moved pretty well against Shelby and actually yardage-wise kept up with the Whippets, but they just could not get in the end zone. The Minutemen missed a field goal to start the game last week on their very first drive. A.J. Young kicked one right into the teeth of that breeze last week, and Shelby was able to answer uh, and score right after that field goal miss. And then uh, just throughout the game, a couple times, two or three times, Minutemen were in the red zone and couldn't punch it into the end zone. So they scored 21 and still left a bunch of points out there last week. The offense has looked pretty good for the Minutemen this year. Defense has been the 
the question mark. And so far on the first possession there, they bent uh, but didn't break. And now we'll see if the offense can steal some momentum here and get on the board and maybe get their first lead of the night. Speaking of leading, Minutemen have not led since week one at Ontario when they were up 17-14 in the fourth quarter and gave up the lead and never got it back. So to kick off, Jay Jackson, a sophomore for the Colts, will run up and boot it left to right as we see it. Deep line drive. This is going to bounce and be taken to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. It's DJ Johnson to the 23, and he's tackled there. So Minutemen will come out and start at their own 23. And tonight, well, we'll see who comes out at quarterback. Looks like it's going to be A.J. Young. Dylan Jamison was warming up quite a bit pregame and getting several instructions from Minutemen coaches. So we might see him at some point tonight. But to start the game, it's going to be A.J. Young getting his third start. And here we go. Minutemen will come out in the shotgun. A.J. Young's got three wide to the left, one to the right. He's got a back on his left hip. It is Dribblebiss, but he's going to take and throw. And Jamarian Fagan catches. And as he caught it, he slipped and his knee hit the ground. A block was being blown up out here on the edge, though, by Paulie Alt, and that kind of affected things a little bit. So still a gain they of gave two. him a, yep, a gain of, well, they gave him one. Uh. From the 24 to the 25, so first pass for A.J. Young, complete to Jamarian Fagan, second and nine coming up. They'll send Braden Fogle by himself off to the right. They'll have trips bunched up to the line on the left. A.J. Young has Dribblebiss on his left hip in the shotgun. Second and nine, takes the snap. He's going to roll left. A.J.'s looking. He's going to throw down the near sideline. It is caught by Cam Crago, but he was forced out of bounds. They said he was juggling it. I would agree if they said he was out of bounds. I don't know if I agree with the juggle there. He looked like he had complete control of it the whole way through, but he kind of had to take it away from the defender, and maybe they said that's when he juggled. Either way, it looked like he was going to be out of bounds on the catch, so great effort by Cam Crago to come up with it, but it didn't count. So third and nine coming up. Minutemen will break the huddle. A.J. Young in the shotgun. He's got Fogle off to the left. Three wide receivers split off to the right. Dribblebiss on his left hip from the 25. It's third and nine. A.J. Young takes the snap. He's back. He's looking down the left side, and Fogle was the intended receiver. The ball was underthrown, and pass was broken up, though, by Mason Pipes. And I don't know. I mean, last week in, in at Ontario, that was a, that was a pass interference. Not tonight, and not at Clear Fork. Ball was underthrown, though. If A.J. Young just gets that up a little bit more, either Fogel's going to catch that or it is going to be a pass interference. I mean, Pipes was, Pipes was there, but... It looked like Fogel had a little bit of a step. A.J. Young will punt now. Clear Fork has three receivers back for this, three returners in a triangle formation back. A.J. Young takes a good snap. Gets a nice booming spiraling punt out of there. It's going to be taken at the 34 and coming near side and down the near sideline to the 50 to the 45 and pushed out of bounds is going to be, well, that's Luke Schlosser, number 30 down there. And clear fork 
will start this possession with great field position in Lex territory. So the Lex defense has their work cut out for them. Yeah, Schlosser just caught that ball and just ran right down that right sideline, pretty much uncontested. Jamarian, again, coming over, has to save almost probably what could have been a touchdown. So now they will put Skoog in the shotgun to start this drive. Four wide receivers to the left. One wide receiver by himself out to the right, Skoog. And now they're probably, oh, they're going to call this a false start as we had a whistle before the play. Looked like one of the Minutemen and one of the Colts linemen. They both jumped at the same time, but the referee is going to say this was on Clear Fork, so that'll be a five-yard false start. And that'll push Clear Fork back to their own 40, or excuse me, to the uh, Lex 47, first and 15. Interesting, too, there, Nick. Uh, Clear Fork going into the shotgun for the first time, and Scoog got his own lineman with the hard count. Man, and Clearfork coming out with quads on the on the far side. Yep, four wide receivers off to the left. Lone wide receiver to the right. Skoog takes the snap. He's going to run it, though, off the left side of QB Keeper. He is going to be tackled after a gain of about three off the left side. Joey Caudell coming up and making the hit. And I think Jamarian Fagan was the first one there. Slowed he, him up just enough. Yep, and Caudell came up. Man, that freshman, he is just throwing his body around here. Well, and he's so big. I mean, as a freshman already, I mean, the kid is just massive out there. So it'll be second and 13 for the Colts. They're at the Lex 45-yard line. They've got to get to the 32. Scoog going to go back under center this time. Into the wing tee. He takes, he fakes a give. He's going to roll right. He's going to throw right. He's got a man down the near sideline and out of bounds. Right at the sticks. And a first down, a 13-yard gain. And on the catch there, Nick was, was that 21? Tristan Robeson. That was his first catch of the night, although he was the intended receiver in the end zone on the last drive. And Scoop just overshot him a little bit. And on this one, though, he gains 13 for a first down. So clear fork with it at the Lex 32. Scoot goes back under center single back wing T this time. He sends a man in motion, but they'll give up the middle. And Lex blew it up, but somehow getting out of there was Schlosser. And he managed to go for seven yards as the Minutemen came flying in and blew up the clear fork line there. But... Schlosser got out of there and was able to make something out of it. It's going to be second and three on what could have been a loss. That's the second or third time tonight the Minutemen have been in there and haven't uh, caught the Colts for a loss. Three to zero, clear fork on top, 5.45 to go first quarter. Second and three, clear fork at the Lex 25. Skoog back under center. He takes the snap. They'll give to Alt off the right side. He's bottled up. He'll get a yard, maybe two. And this is going to set up third and one. So the Minutemen again trying to bend but not break. And oddly, Nick, thinking back on it, we didn't see uh, any rushes on the, on, uh, the first drive for the Minutemen. Three and out on three straight yeah. passes. Yeah. Third and one here. Skoog back under center. He takes, he pitches right side. Minute men are there, and 
and Dalt fought for that extra yard and just got the first down by a half a yard. Man. The Minutemen, though, it looks like are starting to get it dialed up here on the run. They just can't make that initial tackle on the first hit. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, they're definitely making contact at the line of scrimmage, but, I mean, Alt and Schlosser both are just finding ways to pick up those extra yards after contact. 4.40 to go, first quarter, clear fork on top, 3-0, to zero, driving near the red zone now. They're at the Lex 21, first and 10. Skoog going to go back under center. He takes, he fakes the give. He's going to be rushed. Scoo's going to get out of there. He's going to run to the left. He's going to have to, well, he's now he's going to try to backtrack, and Briar Miller's all over him, gets him for a yard loss. Good pursuit there by the Minutemen, and actually they'll give him a loss of two. So it'll be second and 12 coming up. As Scoog, it looked like he wanted to turn back, and just he didn't have any room. The Minutemen were there. He would have actually probably gained yeah. a couple yards had he kept running forward. That's what I thought. I thought he was just going to – because it looked like he had the edge to, like you said, pick up a couple, but thought he was going to be able to set, maybe set up and throw, and Breyer was just on his tail the whole time. So second and 12, this is – right where the Minutemen want to be. Clear Fork hasn't been behind the sticks much this uh, first quarter yet. And now they've got him second and 12, Skoog under center. He fakes one give, now he gives it on the reverse and it's gonna be a touchdown, 23 yards. As a little trickery there, Tristan Robeson took it untouched. They faked the first give and gave it to Robeson on a little end around there. Yeah, I mean, this, this wing tee, this gimmicky stuff, it's so hard to defend. It's so hard to game plan against. Because right when you think you have the first read, they go with the second or third option, and it's back coming the other way on a little counter reverse. I mean, and like you said, untouched, no one even there. All, all keys were going to the right, and Robeson came right across underneath the left side. And Skoog almost didn't get the handoff cleanly to him. So it is to 9-0, and Van Osdell will come on to attempt the extra point, the left-footed kicker. Good snap, good hold, and the extra point is up, and it is right down the middle. 10-0, 335 to go, first quarter. Clear fork on top here in the Valley on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the life support team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington Football, fearthevillage.com. 3.35 to go, first quarter. It is Clear Fork 10, Lexington nothing, and Clear Fork will kick off. Lexington has only had the ball once. They went three and out on three straight incomplete passes. So Lex hasn't even uh, run the ball yet. And they've only had the ball for about 20 seconds total. Clear Fork has just marched down the field two times in a row on the ground. Kickoff. By Jay Jackson is a short one. DJ Johnson picks it up at the 15, but he bobbled it. He's going to be swarmed by Clear Fork kick coverage personnel, and DJ Johnson will be tackled at the 16, which is where Lexington will start this drive. Not great field position. 
but we'll see what they can do. You gotta have some type of sustained drive here if you're the Minutemen. I mean, you gotta give the defense time to rest because the way Clear Fork plays, these drives, they're just eating up the clock and the Lex defense has been out there for over nine minutes already in this game. Here come the Minutemen. Two wide receivers off to the left, one to the right, A.J. Young in the shotgun. He will take the snap. He'll give Mason Green off the left side. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be brought down at the 17-yard line. We got a flag on the play, and I think it's going to be on Lex. Well, referees are still getting the penalty sorted out. Clear Fork's going to decline. Yeah, that's bizarre. Well, they'll take the second down. They would rather have the second and long than the first and extremely long. So it was a hold, but they'll decline it. It's going to set up second and nine for the Minutemen. They're at their own. 17-yard line, A.J. Young in the shotgun again. Two wide left, two wide right this time. He's got green on his right hip. A.J. takes the snap. He's back. He's looking down the far sideline. He's got a man. It's Fogel. And Fogel catches it across the 50, down at the 47 with a defender all over him. What a catch. I mean, just the concentration. Once again, the ball kind of underthrown, but Fogel able to come back over the top. And good, I mean, that was great coverage there from the Colts, but Fogel just with the concentration to come down with it on the way down. Fogel, he's made that catch before this year, and they've targeted him twice tonight. Came down with that one, Minutemen over the 50 now at the Clear Fork 47. A.J. Young in the shotgun. He's got two wide to the, three wide to the left this time, one to the right. He's got uh, Dribblebiss on his left hip. First and 10, A.J., Takes the snap, they'll fake the give. He's gonna swing it out near side, Jamarian Fagan, 45. He's to the 40, he's gonna be dropped at the 39, but a gain of eight, second and two coming up. And they had that look there on the first drive, but Jamarian fell the first time, but once you see it get out in motion, get him out in space, he's able to do something with it. So they'll actually give him the 40, a gain of seven, second and three coming up for the Minutemen. 2.20 to go, first quarter, clear fork up 10-0. DJ Johnson will come in, split off far to the right with Cam Crago and Jamarian Fagan. Fogel all by himself to the left. A.J. Young in the shotgun again, second and three with Dribblebiss on his right hip. A.J. waits and takes the snap. He's back. He's throwing a quick little curl route there. Jamarian Fagan catches and gets the three yards necessary for a first down. And the Minutemen rolling here down to the clear fork 37. Well, And this is what I love from A.J., just quick decisions. I mean, he just took the snap, looked right down the field, saw Jamarian open there in the with the little hitch right at the down marker, first down. And now we've got an official timeout. Well, maybe they're going to say, are they going to measure? measure this? I mean, he, he needed the 37. The ball's on the 37. I'm not sure. And the referees don't seem to be in a hurry here either. 
All right, so they've got the chain marked. Now they're gonna bring it out. If he doesn't have this first down, I'm gonna be stunned. Because the ball is on <laughs> the 37. He, he might be like an inch short. Yeah, I literally think they're gonna have him like short by a hair. My goodness. Wow. The referee's <laughs> got the microscope out for that one, and it is going to be third and one inch. Literally. <laughs> the referee, I kid you not, had to bend over. It looked like he was holding a magnifying glass to the chain. That's how far he bent down to see how close it was. I think at that point it's probably a first down, but I'll give him credit. He's being paid to do a job, and he's going to do it. That's right. He puts the magnifying glass back in his back pocket, third and one inch for the Minutemen. A.J. Young going to go in the shotgun. Fogel off to the right by himself, two wide to the left. They will take, and A.J. Young going to QB keep it off the left side, 35-30, and he's down to the 29, first down Minutemen. And the Minutemen go with a little Victor Skoog play there with A.J. Young off the left side. And the Minutemen pick up nine. They get to the 28-yard line and a first down. And they keep this drive alive. Just what they needed. 1.45 to go, first quarter. 10-0, clear fork on top. Lex trying to answer. And we saw this time and time again last week. This is right about where the Minutemen would stall against the Whippets. Over and over again last week. We'll see if they've overcome that and see if they can punch it in here. Three wide receivers right, one to the left. A.J. Young in the shotgun, first and ten. A.J. takes the snap. He's going to look left. He's got a man. It's Fogel in the end zone. He goes up, and the defender's all over him. That's an easy pass interference call there. And if I were the Minutemen, I would just do that oh. over and over and over well, again because there's no way to guard him without interference. Exactly. And as soon as A.J. saw it right from the line, Fogel's got press coverage. There's no safety help over the top. It's going to him every time. I mean, there, AJ doesn't even have to think about it. He's just got to throw it up there, lob it up. And like he, you yeah. said, it's going to be a penalty or, or Fogel's going to catch it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy, but if I were the Minutemen, it would, my offense would be give it to Carter Newman, and when you throw, just lob it to Braden Fogel because you're going to get positive yardage out of either one of those. So far tonight, we haven't seen Carter at the tailback spot yet. Well, and Carter got on this on one of the tackles over here on the near sideline. He kind of got banged up, so uh, he's over there on the sideline, like you said, and I haven't been back in the backfield yet. So first and 10, 14-yard penalty as it was half the distance. Minutemen at the 13-yard line. A.J. Young going to go in the pistol for the first time tonight. Two wide right, one left. He sends a man in motion. It's Dreibelbus. He takes the snap. They'll give Mason Green off the left side trying to get the edge, and he's cut down at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Second and ten coming up, and Mason Green a little slow to get up from that one. And he got tackled up near the head area, but no. he maybe gets up limping. I can't tell where he's injured there. He kind of got banged up all around on that one. Took a hard hit up high from an arm. Somebody came flying in with a clothesline there. Second and ten. Well, and something to watch, too, when they run those, those uh, when, when A.J. runs out his play fake, they're going to set up a naked bootleg eventually because, I mean, clear for somebody reading all the, way, all the flow, and then A.J.'s going to come out the other way. Second and ten, two wide receivers right, one left. A.J. Young takes the shotgun snap. He's back to pass. He's looking end zone. He's got a man. It's Fogel, and it was tipped away in the end zone. He had both hands on it, but Mason Pipe stuck with it and just got a finger in there. 
Yeah, Pipes did a great job. He's kind of threw his hand right in between Fogel's hands and got all ball. So that sets up third and ten for the Minutemen right here on the near hash. Down off to our left, heading east. Right to left as we see it. Got to have a big play here. Fogel all by himself off to the left. Minutemen have three wide receivers off to the right. Dreibelbiss in the backfield. A.J. Young in the shotgun. Takes a high snap. He's going to roll right. Looks back to the left, and it's picked as he threw it high. He was hit as he threw and lobbed it up, and Pipes picked it off. It was over the head of Fogel and a turnover, and Clearfork going to take over deep in their own end. And that is a huge gut punch for the Minutemen as they come up empty with 24 seconds left in the first quarter. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to do a, a, a receiver throwback screen. A.J. rolled out to the right. Fogel came over to try to catch the screen. But like you said, A.J. got drilled as he was throwing. Yep. and Got, yeah. got away from him. Well, the high snap, I think, is what disrupted the play. A.J., by the time he caught the snap, had two Colts on him and didn't have time to turn and throw it. So first and 10, Clearfork will take over now at their own 13. Scoog under center, gives it to Alt up the middle. He's going to get positive yardage as he's still pushing oh the pile goodness. forward, and he's <laughs> close to a first down. He might have got the first down. I mean, Alt had two or three Lex defenders on his back, and he just kept those legs driving. Well, it's at the 22-yard and 11-inch line. Let's bring out the chains. Oh, they're going to give him the first down without measuring. <laughs> It's a home game, Corey. <laughs> First down. I want to see the magnifying glass again. That'll be the end of the first quarter. So after one, Lex having flashbacks of last week. They're moving the football a little bit, but can't punch it in. They trail it 10-0 down here in the Valley. Clear fork in the lead on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Lexington's quarterback and kicker, A.J. Young, and you are listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Just about set to start second quarter action here at the Colt Corral, where the home team, they don't lose very often down here, and they lead this one 10 to 0. And Clear Fork has the football, first and 10 at their own 23. Where are we at on Polly Alt rushing yardage, Nick? Well, I tried to load it in the break, and my app Service would not load it. So I can update you here as soon as I find out. But well, we've got plenty of cell service down here tonight in the Valley, but there's so many people here. Yeah. It's just kind of being hogged up by everybody. Yeah. First and 10, Scoog going to go under center to start the second quarter. He will give to the up man. The fullback that time took it, and right up the middle. I didn't see... Well, that was Schlosser again, Luke Schlosser, these, for two yards. I say, and these, these clear fork green numbers, they're kind of hard to read from a distance. 
Well, especially when they hand it off, and before you can even see who it is, they're under the bottom of the pile. <laughs> That's also true. So they'll give Schlosser actually, I think, three there officially. Second and seven, Skoog takes, gives, Alt up the middle. He's going to fight and fight across the 30, and we've got a flag. And Nick is motioning maybe a face mask here. By the way, we've got some updates coming in from Arlen Field. Maslin up 21-0 over senior high. That game, though, has to be... High almost a half. Yeah, they've got to be quite a bit farther ahead than us. We started about 15 or 20 minutes late down here at Clear Fork because it was, it was Hall of Fame induction night. It was a sideline warning on the, okay. on the Colts. They just announced it. So good thing there. No penalty on Lex. And that'll set up a third and short, third and two. Lex has not been good in this position tonight. But Clear Fork built for short yardage running situations. Third and two, Skoog under center, pitches it out to the right. Alt is hit, and he somehow scoots out of there, still alive, and he's going to get a first down to the far sideline. Out near the 40, two or three minute men got a hand on him in the backfield. It would have been a huge loss, and he squeaked out of all of them and got the first down over towards the far sideline, and they'll mark him down at the 39, first and 10. Now, I, for, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was Alt all Ohio in football last season? Uh, well, he didn't play last year. Or the I year before. Uh, as he a might have been like honorable maybe. mention or something. You hear things, but yeah. I don't know. Had never confirmed anything. But He's certainly tough. showing some skill. Very quick. First and 10 from the 40. They did give him the 40. Scoot going to roll out this time to the left and throw. He's got a man. It's caught with one hand by Schlosser, and he gets out to the 46, a gain of six yards. Second and four coming up. And Skoog rolling out to his left, had to throw that across his body. And Schlosser with a one-handed catch there. Second and four, clear fork at their own 46. Skoog back in that traditional wing tee now, single back. Takes it. Oh, it's a fumble, and the ball is loose. Minutemen are back there on it. Joey Caudell's fighting for it. I think the Colts are going to have it, but it's way back at the 38-yard line. Well, that's, a, that's a gift right there to the Minutemen. So that snap somehow went right under the hands of Victor Skoog, and just, man, that thing came flying sure out of there. Did. That was almost like a botched shotgun snap, it, <laughs> the way it kind of flew out of there. So this will be great defensive. <coughs> positioning here for the Minutemen, third and 12. Clear Fork back at their own 38 after that muffed snap from under center. Scoog gonna go in the shotgun this time, three to the right. Two to the left, he sends Alton motion. He's going to fake the give to him. Scoog going to look. He's going to look left. He's going to run left. He's being chased down, and he's going to be caught and pushed out of bounds at the 48, a gain of 10. They needed 12. It's fourth and two coming up. We'll see what Clear Fork does here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for it here. I mean, when it's been third and fourth and short, they've pretty much been getting whatever they want. Now they did kick a field goal when it was – fourth down and they were in the red zone but this is a short yardage situation right near midfield so they're going to line up to go for it here we'll see if they try to draw the minute men offside or if they actually go 
fourth and two. Clear fork at their own 48. Skoog under center. He takes L QB sneak it. He's got it by a mile. He got four yards as he just pushed his way through the middle there and got the first down. That's an easy first down for Victor Skoog. No doubt about that one. But that was set up by a 10-yard gain on third and long, and that's that's the play that kind of killed the Minutemen there. Yeah, like Nick said, you give Clear Fork a fourth and short. That's almost automatic with a wing T offense. Barring a fumbled snap like we saw a moment ago. So first and 10, Clear Fork across midfield now to the Lex 48. Skoog in the shotgun by himself, takes the snap. He's going to fling it down the near sideline, and it is going to be incomplete as Pipes was down there. Good coverage by Fagan. They kind of collided at the end there. Incidental contact, and they both kind of got there at the same time as the ball, so no pass interference call. Second down coming up. And, I mean, Clear Fork is just so hard to game plan for because they, they have the power option. They can come out in the in the wing tee. They come out in the eye formation. And then they'll come out and empty and have three out wide and two in the other side. I mean, they're such a hard team to play, play against. Second and ten. Skoog back under center. Give. All, no, they give it off the left side now. And it is going to be down the near sideline. Tristan Robeson. And he's gone as he just scampered past the diving hands of Boozer for the Minutemen at the five-yard line, and Robeson with his second rushing touchdown on a very similar plays both times. Might have been the same play. I think it was the same play. That's what I was just about to mention. It's the same exact play. And both times they went to the left. So 16-0 now, clear fork. Extends their lead, and Van Osdel will come on to attempt the extra point. The left-footed kicker is one for one on extra points tonight and one for one on field goals tonight. Snap is a good one. Hold is a good one. The kick is up, and the kick is also good. 17-0 here at the Colt Corral with 8.17 to go. Second quarter on fearthevillage.com. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. This is Lexington Minuteman Hudson Moore, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. So after a another touchdown run by Tristan Robeson, the Clear Fork Colts have extended their lead 17-0. And they will kick off to the Minutemen. And Jay Jackson will get it teed up. The sophomore kicker for the Colts will kick it right to left as we see it. <coughs> Excuse me. Beautiful evening for football. The sun is uh, setting. And a little bit more cloud coverage. Looks like it might be moving in here as we get later on into the evening. The ball blows off the tee. I'm not even sure if the ball blew off the tee. It just might not have been placed on the tee well to begin with. There's not much of a breeze at all tonight. Go, 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 
Back up on the tee, and Jackson will run up and boot it. Down the near sideline to Johnson. He catches at the 10 to the 15 to the 20 to the 25, where he is tackled by about six Colts. And the Minutemen will have decent field position. They'll set up at their own 25-yard line, and they have got to get something going here before halftime at some point because they do get the ball to start the second half. They've had the ball twice. They moved it down the field on the last possession and threw an interception in the uh, red zone. First possession was a three and out, but this is only the third time Lex has had the football. And you got to think, though, if they can if they can have a nice long drive and get it into the end zone here and pull together somehow and get a stop to end the half, going to halftime with a seven to ten point deficit, you're right in this thing. But stopping Clear Fork has been difficult tonight for the Minutemen. Got to get a score, though. Two wide to the left, one to the right. A.J. Young in the shotgun to start this drive. Takes. He'll keep. Off the left side, A.J.'s going to be bottled up a gain of one. And he is arm tackled right around the face mask. And we've got a flag. And I think this might be an offsetting penalty here in the secondary, Nick, as Pipes and Jackson Wyndham got into it here. Way back, the flag was thrown at the 40 up the field. Unless Lexington, unless Wyndham did something first, but looked like they were going at each other. So this should be just an offsetting unsportsmanlike penalty. We'll see. Unless they always catch the second guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Unless somebody somebody did something other than push, because it looked like they were just kind of jawing. So yeah. we'll see. Here, let's give a warning. Oh, wow, no. Just against Lexington. So it is going to be, wow. Well, I don't. What is going on? I don't think anybody <laughs> knows what's going on because, well, the referee, when he went to uh, call the, It's going to be a personal foul on Lex. Huh. All the way back to the 11. So a 15-yard penalty on the Minutemen. Well, still first down, right? First in a mile, if you want to look at it that way. First and... Well, now what? We've got a – does anybody know what's happening? So the referees are still getting things organized. Coach Saris from Lex, he wants answers on something. I think he's probably he, asking, how was that offset. not offsetting? Yeah. How was it on my guy when they were both jawing and pushing? So I'm not sure. I think that's probably what he's asking. Now, of course, that's not going to change anything. Well, but here comes this ref from the back the back judge who, who made the call is jogging over here now. Okay, so I think. Are we ready to play now? Now we're ready. It's going to be first and 24. 
Well, now they say second and 24. So that play counted. They just changed the sticks. Second and 24, A.J. Young in the, in the uh, shotgun takes the snap, throws it quick. He's got a man, Jamarian Fagan, makes a nice cut move and brings it near side. Can't stay on his feet, though, man. Had he, he had stayed on green. his feet, he had some room, but he did have a nice cut right in the middle of the field there and br brought it near side across the field and picked up, uh, what, about 10 or 12. So a gain of 12. It'll be third and 12. Nice play there by Jamarian. They've... Really made an emphasis last week and this week to uh, get the ball to Jamarian Fagan. And he's done well with it so far early on. Third and 12, three wide receivers off to the left. One to the right, A.J. Young in the shotgun, takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He floats it down the middle of the field to Cam Crago, who catches at midfield for a first down. Well, if you're not throwing to Fogle, you might as well throw it up to Cam Crago, who's also 6'6". Eight feet tall, you know. Must be a luxury to have two receivers on the outside, 6'5 and 6'5. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Huge first down catch there on third and 12 by Cam Crago. Minute men again across midfield. So, minute men for the second drive in a row in Clear Fork territory at, their own, at the uh, Clear Fork 49. A.J. Young in the shotgun on first and ten. Three wide receivers right, one to the left, but they'll give to Dreibelbiss up Ooh, the middle, and he's going to gain stuck. one. Second and nine coming up with 6.45 to go in the first half. It is 17-0. Colts with the lead. So it'll be second and nine for the Minutemen at the Clear Fork 48. A.J. Young back in the shotgun, three wide right, one left. He will give Dreibelbiss off the left side. He had a little room, but, man, that hole closed up quickly, and he gained one. Man, it looked like he had a ton of room sure on the left did. side there. Third and eight coming up. Yeah, it looked like he was following his left guard and then just kind of ran out of real estate. A little fake pass handoff yeah. there from A.J. Young. Got to keep the defense on their toes. Yep, and clear for it. I mean, the Minutemen, it was a good play. They had it, but one defensive lineman was able to get in there and make the stop. Third and eight. A.J. Young will drop into the pistol this time with two wide receivers off to the right, one to the left. He's got Dreibelbiss behind him. A.J. takes the snap. He's back, throws it out of the backfield to Dreibelbiss. He's going to stretch Ooh, for a first close. down. He's going to be a yard shy at the 40. Uh, you got to go for it here. Yep, fourth and one. I like that little play there. Dreibelbiss came out of the backfield, and A.J. just kind of flipped it out to him and Gain of seven. They needed eight. It'll be fourth and one right at the 40. They need to get to the 39, and the Minutemen will go. This is a huge play. I mean, with this, I mean, only five minutes left to go in this first half. If they don't get this and give Clearfork the chance to score again, it could be bad. Two off to the right, one to the left, and the pistol again. A.J. Young with Dreibelbiss behind him. They'll take. They'll give. Dreibelbiss up the middle. He's going to be stuffed. I don't know. And he's going to try <laughs> to reach again, but I don't it's, think he got there. Yeah, I think he's short. And Clear Fork's going to take over. 
So they're not going to measure that one. So Clear Fork will take over with a 17-0 lead. And 4.41 to go in the first half. And now, like Nick said, if Clear Fork scores here, the way they manage the ball on offense, it is going to be really difficult. Let's just put it this way. The Minutemen are down three possessions. They've only had the ball for three possessions in the first half. So if you're trailing by, the, by more possessions than you're going to have, the math just doesn't work out very well. On first down, Skoog with a fake handoff, and he's going to throw it right up the middle and taking it all the way untouched. Nobody even near him is Milo Bergholder, and that's going to be a 60-yard touchdown pass from Skoog to Bergholder. It is 23 to nothing. Clear fork on top. Yeah, they ran that little pop pass right off the play action, fake up the middle, and like you said, I mean, Bergholder, untouched, wide open, right down the middle. Man, quick possession for the uh, Colts, 4.32 to go in the first half. They had the ball for eight seconds. Well, maybe the Minutemen can do something here with this last four minutes and 30 seconds. They pretty much have to. I mean, like I said, you're down now four possessions. You've had it for three possessions. Well, and then you're getting in danger of the running clock in the second half as well. Extra point. Van Osdel is perfect on the night. And it is 24-0. Clear fork on top here in the Valley on fearthevillage.com. Chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. It is 24 to nothing. Clear Fork has scored on all four possessions so far tonight. And not only that, but they have done it by just eating up the clock and wearing down this Lex defense. They just have, like Nick said, they just have so many options. I mean, Skoog can drop back in the shotgun and throw. They run the wing T, which is always tough to guard. I mean, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to play defense against this type of offense. Really, I mean, the problem is Lex just not keeping up on the scoreboard. They've had the ball now twice in, uh, in a row on Clear Fork's side of the field. They turned it over at the 10. And then they had a fourth down and lost the ball on downs on their last possession. So you just got to score with Clear Fork here for the minute, man. The kickoff goes deep to the five. Crago's going to bring it out. He's going to try to get it to the near sideline, and he's only going to get to the 16. And the minute, man, again, kind of behind the chains. We've got another flag coming in here in the – well, it's the kickoff, but normally this would be in the secondary down the field in the middle of the field. No doubt it's probably on Lex. <laughs> Still think the uh, personal foul call earlier should have been yeah. offsetting, but Lex was pegged with it. 
I think it is going to be a block in the back. It looks like that's what Clear Fork's motioning to their sideline. They're trying to let their coaches in on what's going on, some of the players for the Colts. Still getting it sorted out. It is going to be a block in the back. So that'll be another half the distance to the uh, half the distance to the goal penalty for the Minutemen, and it'll be first and well, it's going to put them all the way back at the eight. So that'll be first and eighteen. Well, they will move the yeah. chains. It'll be first and ten. I was going to say, at first they were trying to mark that from the end of the uh, carry there. Now they'll mark it back. So it'll be first and ten from the eight. Minutemen have 427 to try to get something on the scoreboard here to end the half. A.J. Young in the pistol this time. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Takes, fakes the give. A.J.'s going to roll left. He's going to look down the middle of the field. He's got Fogle, and it just goes off his right hand. And he couldn't bring it in at the 32. Second and ten coming up. The only issue, Nick, with throwing here is every time it's incomplete, you stop the clock, and that's just going to give Clear Fork more time to get the ball back and score again. And like Nick mentioned a little bit ago, that 30-point deficit is looming here for the Minutemen, and that means a running clock. And with how Clear Fork likes to run the ball, game's going to be over in 20 minutes. So second and 10, Minutemen at their own eight. A.J. Young will go into the shotgun this time and send three wide receivers to the left, one to the right. He's got a back on his left hip, takes the snap. He's going to roll right. He's going to throw down the near sideline. He's got Fogle, and he had a man all over him. How in the world did they not get? That was, well, who was that on the coverage? That was Logan Anderson just hanging on the arm of uh, Fogle there. Looked like a hold. I mean, yeah, Fogel tried to make a play back for the ball, and he couldn't. So third and ten. Minutemen deep in their own end here at their own eight. Trailing 24 to nothing. Well, like, I mean, I'm just reiterating the fact now it's two incomplete passes in a row, so that clock is just frozen right now. So here we go. Three wide receivers left, one to the right again. A.J. Young in the shotgun. With Green on his left hip, takes the snap, back to pass, throwing out into the left flat. It is Fagan. He breaks a tackle. Nice job there by Fagan. He gets out near the first down marker, but he's going to be a yard shy, it looks like. And it'll be fourth and one. And Jamarian having a, a pretty decent night right now, receiving-wise. He's When he's caught the ball, he's, he's made some Colts miss and make some, made some plays. Well, he had a career night last week in receptions. He's broken that tonight. We'll get you stats at halftime. I think that's his fifth. Fifth or fifth. I mean, uh, fourth or fifth at least. At least his fourth. So fourth and one. Minutemen will have to punt here. A.J. Young standing back at his own five. Last time we were down here in the Valley, they did a fake punt, and A.J. Young threw it. They're going to do it again. A.J. Young faked the punt. He's going to throw. He's got Fogle. First down. He caught it down near the 30. That's two times in a row we've come to Clear Fork, and they've done a fake punt, and A.J. Young's hit on a pass. Yeah, you knew that was coming because you called that as soon as it happened. 
Well, fourth and one this late in the half. You don't want to give up a possession, but that's dangerous to go for it there. But, hey, they'll take it Takes at the guts. 29. Whew. So, first and 10-minute men at their own 29, if anything, just at least gets them out of their own end. 3.15 to go in the first half, 24-0. Clear fork on top, but Fogle with another reception. And A.J. did a great job, too. He was rolling out there on the fake punt and was waving as hard as he could at Fogle to roll with him. And now Lex is going to call a timeout here as they were down at the end of the play clock. We'll take a quick one with them. It is Clear Fork 24, Lex nothing. Clear Fork with a first and 10 when we come back. Nearing the end of the first half, 3.09 to go on fearthevillage.com. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at completeaccess.com. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington. Nearing the end of the first half here at Clear Fork High School where it is Clear Fork 24, Lexington nothing, but some trickery there on fourth down. The Minutemen fake the punt. And A.J. Young threw a first down pass to Braden Fogle, where they now have it at the 29. A.J. Young in the shotgun, three wide left, one right. Takes the snap, fakes the give, throws it out. Fagan in the flat, and it's through Fagan's hands and intercepted. Clear Fork going to have it at the 25. I didn't see who that was. I still don't know who it was, Nick. I couldn't see. Was it 12? Was it Van Osdel out there? Uh, I think so, yeah. He seems the one that's getting all the praise on the sideline here. So, yeah, it must have been and man, right through Jamarian's hands. Well, and Nick, before that play, we both kind of realized that Clearfork was really pressed up on the edges. Fogle might have had a chance to streak down the sideline yeah, here he instead. Had one on one. The Minutemen just kind of throw a little flare pass there to Fagan right through his hands and intercepted by Van Osdel. So Clearfork will take over at the 25 with 3.04 to go in the first half. Skoog going to play action. He's back to pass, throwing wide open. Caught and into the end zone is Tristan Robeson again. That's his third tonight. Two on the ground, one through the air now. So that gets the Colts to that 30-point deficit and the clock I don't think it takes effect in the first half, but if the score stays this way at halftime, immediately starting the second half, there will be a running clock. and That's unfortunate for the Minutemen. And A.J. Young with two picks tonight. Well, and both of them, I mean, both of them you could almost say weren't really all his fault. I mean, the one he got hit as he was thrown, and then the second right through Jamarian's hands. It's just it's tough breaks. Extra point by Van Osdel is good, and it is 31-0. 2.56 to go, first half. And this game, Nick, is so reminiscent of last week where the Minutemen have moved the ball a little bit, but they just can't 
hit on that big play. They can't finish a drive. And when your offense is only out there for a couple of minutes at a time, it's just just wearing this defense out and, and a defense that's already short on men as it is with a couple of minute men out. Carter Newman's been banged up tonight. Hudson Moore was out tonight. You got a very young defensive group out there for the minute men. And especially playing against this type of offense. So Jay Jackson will tee it up yet again. Down off to our right at the 40. Almost seems like maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. The lights here at Clear Fork don't seem as bright as. I was thinking the same thing. It seems pretty dim out here on the field. <laughs> really bizarre. As we start getting towards the darkness of. Nighttime here in North Central Ohio. Kickoff goes deep to Crago. He takes it 15 20, bringing it near side 25, brought down at the 26, and that's where the Minutemen will set up for what is likely to be their last possession of the first half. 2.50 to go in the first half, and Clear Fork with a 31 0 lead, and they've scored on every possession so far. Clear Fork has not had to punt yet. Well, that's, and that's back to back possessions from the Colts that. They've only had to run one play. A little play action yep. both times. Both passes and both touchdowns. So, the Minutemen come out here with three wide receivers split off to the left. Jamarian Fagan going to get changed around here, actually. Let's go ahead and get set. So now... A.J. Young will bring them out with two wide receivers to the left, two to the right, in the shotgun. Dreibelbiss on his right hip, first and ten. Takes the snap. A.J.'s going to fling it out left side. D.J. Johnson catches at the 30. He's hit hard, though, by Pawi Alt, a gain of three. Second down. They'll give him four. Second and six coming up. Minute, minute to 31. They'll go hurry up here. Two wide receivers right, two left again. A.J. Young in the shotgun again. Second and six. High snap over his head. That's going to roll. A.J. Young's going to have to get back there. He dives on it way back at the seven. And things just going from bad to worse for the minute men here. The closer we get to halftime. 2.15 to go. And Clear Fork going to call a timeout. Well, it's just, it's just it's it's little things that are just not going the Minutemen's way. I mean, bad snap happens. I mean that happens in games. Tough tough breaks on 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 tip passes. I mean it's just these little just freak of nature things just keep happening. I mean it's it's insane. And right when the Minutemen get some momentum, something like that happens again. It's like oh my goodness. I mean it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. And this is. I mean, you weren't here last week, Nick, but this is exactly what we saw last week. I mean, this it looks offensively very similar to what we saw last week. I mean, it's clear they're hurting without Carter Newman out there. Mm -hmm. um, but the Minutemen now face a third and a mile. I mean, it is third and, well, third and 30. Way back at their own eight-yard line, A.J. Young in the shotgun. 
One wide receiver split off to the left. It's Fogle, two to the right. A.J. takes the snap. He's going to run up the middle. He's to the 15, still on his feet to the 17. And he will be thrown down there. And a gain of, well, maybe nine. Clearfork taking timeouts here, 31 to nothing. They're trying to get more on the board before halftime. And Lex, after this timeout is over, Clearfork, Lexington will have to punt the ball away. Clearfork took their second timeout of the half there. 2.03 to go, so plenty of time for Clearfork to score here again. And I guess I'm all for playing till halftime, but. 31 0, though. Clearfork starts doing this in the second half, then. Uh, it's not, yeah. not a good look. Yeah. But we'll give them till halftime. That's fair. They've got stuff to work on, too. They are coming off of a loss to Granville last week. In the game, they only scored eight points. Yeah. When even in their victory against Lucas, only scored 21. So it is fourth down now, and... 20 out of the timeout. A.J. Young stands back at his own four. He will get set to punt this ball away. Snap is a good one. A.J. takes, gets away a high wobbler. It's going to be taken at the 48 and being wrapped up and tackled there at the 48 is going to be Schlosser, Luke Schlosser, with a zero-yard return. So Clearfork will take over at the Lex 48-yard line. With a 31-0 lead and 1.52 to go in the first half. Try to get you scores at halftime, but it seems like nothing is loading here at Clearfork for us. I'm going to have a hard time getting these stats off. Got great cell service, but there's so many people here tonight. It was a Hall of Fame induction night here at Clearfork. And this place is absolutely packed. And now what? Did they call? Well, evidently, there was a penalty on Clearfork. I missed it. Yeah, I They're know. just now marking it off. It was a... It was 15, though. Well, so it must have been some type Maybe of. Maybe the sideline warning. Now, here's something. Can somebody please enlighten me? <laughs> I've always, I, I, this has always bugged me. The referee just marked off the steps like we're in the backyard. There are lines for that purpose. It's a 15-yard penalty. Just pick it up and walk it 15 yards. I've never understood why they mark it off like we're at home in the backyard. A 15-yard penalty is a 15-yard penalty. There's literally yard markers for that. All right, first and 10. Clear Fork football at their own 37. They'll take the snap. Skoog's going to fake the give and throw it out into the near flat to Robeson. He catches, and he gets it up to the 43 is where they'll mark him. A gain of five, maybe six. It'll be second and four. 1.45 to go. He was pushed out of bounds, so they'll stop the clock here. Skoog will 
stay in the shotgun this time. Two wide receivers out to the left. Two, uh, three wide receivers off to the right. Second and four at their own 43. Skoog sends Alt in motion, fakes the give to him. He's back to pass. Now he's going to have to roll left. Now he's going to pump fake, and he's going to be brought down out of bounds. A good tackle there by Mason Green, who's flying around tonight. And Skoog brought down at the 46. It'll be third down. And one. And again, they'll say he was tackled out of bounds and stopped the clock. 138 to go, which he was. This would be a big stop here for the Minutemen. They can, I mean, obviously, four down territory for the Colts, especially from one yard out. But Flex can somehow get a stop here. It would be huge. And Clear Fork with a 31-0 lead and one minute till halftime takes their final time out of the half. We'll keep it right here. 31-0, Clear Fork, 138 to go in the first half. And as we come out of this timeout, it'll be third and one. And Nick... You should try. We need some cell service to get these stats to load. Stick your finger in the outlet. <laughs> yeah. Put your other hand straight up in the air. We might get some service down here. <laughs> Hold one foot up over your head. Does anybody have any tin foil? Maybe we can reel in some Verizon coverage that way. I don't know. Just make like a funnel. I don't know how these things work. All I know is there's a billion people here tonight. There and are a ton of people. Even with close to full coverage down here, cell service still isn't working. All right, we're out of the timeout. Both teams lined up. It's third and one. Skoog going to be in the shotgun. Now he runs up to the line. This is going to be a QB sneak, and he is going to get the first down by a yard. They needed one. He got two out to the 49. They have no timeouts left, though. kind of got to go if they want to score. 134 to go. Say, if I'm these Minutemen, I'm taking my time getting up. Yep. I'm laying right Lay on the, the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it over to the – well, we can't do that. First and ten. Skoog in the shotgun takes it. Back to pass. Left side. Got his man. Inbounds. No, he dropped it. Went right through the hands. And that was on the near sideline. Stupka. Uh, yeah, Joe Stupka, his first target of the night. He kind of had to go down to his knees to try to catch that one, and when he did, it just kind of went right through his hands. So second and ten. Now a timeout, Lex. The half that never ends. <laughs> that is the second timeout of the half for Lexington, so they still have one left. But, again, Lex trying to work on some things, and that's why you take timeouts, teaching moments. Especially in a game like this with a deficit of 31 in the first half. Just trying to teach and learn for, for the next play, the next game. For a lot of these younger defenders, I mean, every play for them, they're just learning for the future in general for the years to come. Because a lot of these Minutemen, the younger ones, they're going to be around and they're going to be flying around making plays for a long time in this Lex uniform. Several freshmen out there. You want to use these moments to, to teach and try to make a big play here, maybe even to end the half. 
So second and 10. 1.23 to go, first half. Clear Fork with the football at their own 49. And the dimly lit valley. You know, I've never noticed that until you brought it up today. It, I mean, it does seem dark out there on the field. Skoog in the shotgun out of the timeout. He's going to keep it up the middle. He's going to juke around and somehow avoid everyone. Scamper for the first down across the 40. And he gets out to the 38-yard line. And Skoog and Jamarian Fagan in a little bit of a tussle getting up there from the pile. Clock runs. Well, it should be running. 1.15 to go. First half. Skoog in the shotgun this time. Three to the right, one to the left. At the Lex 38. He takes the snap. He's going to roll right. He's going to pump fake. He's now going to wind up and throw to the middle of the field. And it's through the hands of, was that Jackson, I believe? Sure. Jay Jackson, I presume. I think it was him. Yep. yep. Second and 10 coming up. Incomplete pass stops the clock with 102 to go first half. You know, if I'm the Minutemen, I'm going to pin my ears back. I'm trying to get some pressure on Skoog because they're obviously trying to throw the ball right now. Skoog in the shotgun, five wide. Second and ten, takes the snap. Minutemen do bring a blitz this time. He's going to roll out of there to the right. He's going to just kind of throw sort of a push pass there. And that was to Logan Anderson incomplete. I thought Skoog had some room to run. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, he was being chased, but I think he could have gotten out of there. Third and ten coming up. I'll take that. Another incomplete pass. And all of a sudden, when Clear Fork starts throwing the ball, this game slows down. And they ran through that first quarter almost in real time. Yeah. Each quarter is 12 minutes. They almost made it through in 12 minutes in the first quarter, just running the ball. Third and 10, Skoog in the shotgun. He's being pressured again. He loads up down the middle of the field, just over the head of Jamarian Fagan. Into the hands of Logan Anderson, and he takes it in for a touchdown. 37-0. And thank goodness Clearfork doesn't have any timeouts left. Because <laughs> they'd probably be using them. So, the extra point, Van Osdel on to attempt. Man. I mean, Jamarian is right there in coverage, and it just went right over his hand, barely. Ugh. Extra point. Snap is a little bit low. The hold is good, though, and the kick is up, and it is good. Van Osdell perfect on the night, 5 for 5. It is 38-0. Clear fork on top. 49 seconds to go. Yeah, I think that first quarter, I think that went by in about 15 minutes in real time. At least that's what it felt like. And now this second quarter second just quarter dragged an on. Yeah. Well, because Clearfork keeps scoring in 20 seconds, and we get the ball back. Now to start the second half, there will be a running clock, so that regardless of what happens, 
And even and if the Minutemen score on yeah. that opening drive. So. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot less people here when we come back from halftime. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. It's just already getting so late with the late start <clears throat> and a lengthy second quarter here. Forty-nine seconds to go in the first half. Jay Jackson has it teed up, and he'll kick it off again. Thirty-eight, nothing. Clear fork on top, and he squibs it near sideline. It will be picked up by Johnson. Fifteen, cutting all the way across the field, and he's hit hard at the seventeen. Only a two-yard return there. And the Minutemen will set up again inside their own twenty, and they have just not had great field position tonight. And clearly, Clear Fork has seen on film because Shelby squibbed it every time last week, and it ended up being very beneficial for the Whippets defense. And now Clear Fork this week has squibbed it every single time. Yeah, special teams have been kind of a a problem spot for the Minutemen. I mean, they've had, they've had a couple field goals blocked. There's a punt blocked in the first half, first half of the first game, and I mean, and then even the kickoff coverage. It's it's been tough sledding. First and 10, Minute Men at their own 17. They will give Dreibelbis off the right side. Now spins back to the middle. He'll gain two. And they might have to run one more play. No, they won't have to. As the game clock at 25 seconds, play clock at 30. And I think the Minutemen are going to be content to run this thing into halftime. 38-0. They'll let the clock run down here. And that will be the end of the first half. It is 38-0 here down in the valley. And Clear Fork in the lead. When we come back, we'll have some scores from around the area, provided they... The cell service works down here, and we can get some scores. We'll have stats for you as well, and we'll uh, get you set for second half action, where it will be a running clock to start the second half. It is 28, or excuse me, 38 to nothing. Clear fork on top here on fearthevillage.com. Hear every play. He's to the 30, through a hole, 25, 20, 15, he's gone, 10, 5, touchdown, Minutemen. Catch every highlight. A.K. Young gets it across midcourt, dumps it off. Bates Forum goes up and jams it home with two hands. View exciting photos. Kate Neichler goes up and picks it off. Everything you need to stay up to date on the Lexington Minutemen. Visit fearthevillage.com. A proud member of the Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget. But the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. 
working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbmradio.com. Featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Season 3, available now, where you listen to your podcast. Hey, this is Kayla, down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419 419- 522-2020. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at CompleteAccess.com. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Back here under the candlelit 
stadium lights of Clear Fork High School. I kid, of course, but man, it is, it's actually not the, the brightest feel. I, it's like messing with my eyes almost. Well, it's like on each end zone, they're really bright, but right when you get into the middle of the field, it's yes. just like dark. Really it's playing dim. tricks on me. <laughs> 38-0, Colts with the lead over Lexington here at halftime on fearthevillage.com. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And uh, needless to say, it was a one-sided affair in the first half. Clear Fork scored on every possession that they had. And Lex, if you don't count the last possession there where they just basically ran the clock out to get into halftime, they only had the ball four times in the first half. And uh, Nick has all the first half stats for you, Nick. Yeah, like Corey said, very lopsided here down in the Colt Corral. Clear Fork scored 28 points in that second quarter with less in less than eight minutes. I mean, the Minutemen did a great job in that first quarter, only only gave up 10 points. You, you thought they were in it, and right there, and then Clear Fork comes out in the second quarter, scores 28 unanswered. I mean, just unreal. Um, overall, total offensive, offensive yards, Clear Fork with 350 total yards on 35 plays. The Minutemen with only 122 scrimmage yards on 27 plays. Uh, 119 of those yards are through the air, though. The Minutemen 10 of 17, throwing the ball with 11.9 uh, average there, but they do have the two interceptions from A.J. One with uh, Jamarian Fagan going right through his hands and then just happens to fall right to the clear fork defender, and then uh, the second interception was on a throwback pass to Braden Fogle, and A.J. got hit as it was thrown and kind of underthrew him. Uh, the Colts, 148 yards of passing offense. Victor Skoog, 6-9, 24.7-yard uh, average, and three touchdowns. Uh, the big difference here, though, the Minutemen with only three net rushing yards on 10 attempts. In the, in the, in the first two games of the season, the running game has kind of been their bread and butter, and they've kind of gotten away from that in this, in this first half so far. Uh, the Clear Fork Colts, 202 yards of rushing offense on 26 carries. Uh, penalties pretty much even. Minutemen with two for 25 yards, and the Colts for th with three for 35 yards. Uh, turnovers, Lex has two. Clear Fork with zero. Uh, both teams have fumbled once. Well, the one, well both have been actually bad snaps. Uh, and, uh, the offensive team was able to recover both of those. Clear Fork yet to punt tonight. AJ has two punts. Uh, with a 36-and-a-half-yard average. Time of possession, this is an interesting stat. The Minutemen had the ball for 10 minutes and 35 seconds in that first half. The Colts, 12 minutes and some change. So the Colts have only had the ball for two minutes longer, but they have 38 points on the board. I mean, time of possession is just insane because the Colts, there was two possessions back-to-back -back where they're scoring on one play. So a play-action pass, and they're, they're getting six right out the gate. Uh... The Colts was 16 first downs to the Minutemen's five. Uh, Clearfork only been on third down six times, or four or six, with the Minutemen converting at two for seven. But really, I mean, the star for the Colts, not only has it been Victor Skoog, but it's been Tristan Robeson. I mean, he's got two rushing touchdowns on two plays, and he's got one receiving touchdown on two plays. I mean, he's really, he's been kind of the spark plug. They, they've run this little counter-reverse that the Minutemen just kind of get lost in the backfield and Robeson squirts up the other end and he's off for off to the races. But uh, for the Minutemen, Fogel, 
two catches, 48 yards. Jamarian Fagan with five catches for 31 yards. Uh, Cam Crago for one catch for 28 yards. Uh, Cooper Dribblebiss is one catch for seven yards. And DJ Johnson with one catch for five. Uh, other scores here for the Colts. Number 45, let me see here. Uh, Milo Bergholder, he had the he had the long touchdown catch. 60-yard touchdown off a play-action fake from Victor Skoog. Uh, like I said, Tristan Robeson, one, three catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. And then the other scorer, Logan Anderson, had the one catch for 38 yards right before the half ended for another touchdown. I mean, really, the offense hasn't looked awful, all things considering. I mean, it's just been a couple couple errant mistakes here and there. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing you can do when a, a deflected pass just goes right through your guys' hands and right into Clear Fork's hands. I mean, and then you're setting them up with great position. The Colts have had great field position all night, except for that first drive where they started probably about the 20-yard line. So overall, I mean, I don't know really what you say at halftime. It's just kind of a – you just got to keep fighting. The the running clock is going to come out. Even if the Minutemen come out here and score right away, even if they get a two-point conversion, the running clock is still going to be in effect. So if I'm Coach Saris, I'm just telling my, telling my guys, we just have to come out here, continue to fight, continue to play hard. And just see what happens here at the end of the at the end of the game. I mean, who knows? I mean, you still have to finish the game. It could get interesting at the end. I mean, depending on if the Lex can get some turnovers go their way, or I mean, anything can happen. It's a it's a long second half, and hopefully the Minutemen can come out here and get some points up on the board. Happy birthday to uh, Coach Hamilton, basketball coach. He's allegedly 53 years old today. He doesn't look a day over 60, though. He's listening at home tonight. I feel honored. It's his 53rd birthday. He's listening to us. But I guess what else would you do on a Friday night? He's not down at the lake in Kentucky and not much else to do. Sit at home, listen to football, and... I'm sure he's sitting out by the fire, although it is pretty warm out tonight. Maybe yeah. he's just sitting out back with no fire. But speaking of fire, it smells like fire all of a sudden here in the press box. It's probably those candles they use to light the field down here. For those of you that don't make it down here very often, I don't know if they've replaced the lights recently. I don't know if I just didn't notice it the last time we were here. It is really messing with my eyes. I can't. It's hard to see. Well, and looking at, like, if you look directly into the lights, I mean, they look fine. I don't know if they're just not angled down at the field. They're just, like, pointing in just in the, in the dead space. But Well, it, maybe that's your problem. You're looking directly <laughs> into them. Maybe, maybe that's well, why I'll you say, can't say When you just see. look at them, they're, they, they look bright, but it just seems like on each end zone, like I said earlier, it's plenty bright about the 20-yard line on either side. But yeah. as you get closer into the middle, it's just get, it gets pretty dim. Anyway, uh, happy birthday, <laughs> Coach Hammy. I, it's just weird. I, where was it? Was it is it Ashland that kind of has the similar? Uh, they've got like the LED uh, where they kind of reflect off of a mirror or something, like halfway up the pole. It's really bizarre. Was that Ashland? I think, I think so. We'll be there later this year, unless they got new ones. But but it's always the newer, like the the white light bulbs. The natural light bulbs always look better. The natural yeah. colored ones. 
It's like these white, newer LED-style light bulbs. They just kind of mess with your eyes, and there's so many shadows on the field. <laughs> they that are everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's high school football. I get it. They don't have the budget to, to light the field like the Cleveland Browns, but there should not be this many shadows on the field if it's properly lit. Just kind of bizarre. <laughs> anyway, uh, scores from around North Central Ohio. Cardington all over Crestline, 49 to nothing. Coincidentally, West Holmes leads Licking Valley, 49 to nothing. Worcester uh, over at Solace Field leads New Philly, 14 to nothing. It is Mount Gilead, 30, Elgin, 6. Frederictown, 32, Utica, 6. That's just down the road at Frederictown. Uh, Ashland with a big lead over Buckeye Valley, 28-7. It is Northmore coming from behind and taking the lead over Bucyrus now, 13-7. Golden Knights looking to stay undefeated. Marion Pleasant, 13. Whitehall Yearling, 7. Bellevue leads a low-scoring game in the third quarter over Shelby. It's 12-10. At halftime, that game was 6-3. Newark leads Marion Harding, 14-13. Deadlocked at... 14 in the third quarter, Ontario and Madison. That game's being played over at Ram Field tonight. Willard, who put up 77 points last week, trying to get their second win in a row. They haven't won two games in a row, or haven't won two games total in five years. Oh, my. They're looking to do that tonight. Willard up on Seneca East, 21-12. to 12. It is Maslin, 24, Mansfield Senior 0, third quarter there. Lucas beating up on Winford, 28-14. It is Gibsonburg, 28. Mohawk, 14. Plymouth all over Wellington, 34-14. Buckeye Central crushing Ridgemont, 42-12. Mapleton leads Rittman, 59-12. That game's in the third quarter. Big points there for Mapleton. North Union, 14. Danville, nothing. Lowellville, 42. South Central, 7, third quarter. Olmstead Falls, 35. Norwalk, 0 at halftime. Man, Olmstead Falls putting it on Norwalk. Loudonville, 7. Hillsdale, nothing. It is Centerburg, 21. Worthington Christian, 7. Galleon, 14. Upper Sandusky, 7. Tiffin Columbian, 50. River Valley, 20 at halftime. 50 to 20. Whew. Margareta Monroeville tied at 21 at half. It is Colonel Crawford, 29. East Knox, 7. Delaware Hayes, 31, Mount Vernon, 10. Norwalk, St. Paul, 21, Tiffin Calvert, 6. Crestview all over Highland, 37 to 10. And that Cardington game has gone final. They beat Crestline, 49 to nothing. A final already. Gosh, before nine. <laughs> no doubt that game was a running clock early. Here at Clear Fork, it is 38 to nothing. Colts on top. At halftime, we are seven or eight minutes away from the second half kick. Lexington will receive to start the second half. When we come back, we'll get you set for second half action on fearthevillage.com. Hear every play. He's to the 30, through a hole, 25, 20, 15, he's gone, 10, 5, touchdown, Minutemen. Catch every highlight. A.J. Young gets it across midcourt, dumps it off. Baden Forum goes up and jams it home with two hands. View exciting photos. Kate Neichler goes up and picks it off. Everything you need to stay up to date on the Lexington Minutemen. Visit fearthevillage.com. A proud member of the Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget. But the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. 
Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbmradio.com. Featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Season 3, available now, where you listen to your podcast. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419 419- 522-2020. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at CompleteAccess.com. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on FearTheVillage.com. 
BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Just about set for second half action here at Clear Fork High School. Welcome back to fearthevillage.com. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. It is 38 to nothing. Clear Fork with a dominant first half. And in fact, so dominant, they scored on every possession. This is quite different than what we've seen the last couple of years in this matchup. The last two years, it's been Lex dominating in the first half and Clear Fork coming back in the second half. But uh, 38-0 lead. We'll start with a running clock before the first kickoff even uh, happens of the second half here. 50-yard touchdown catch, apparently. Maslin on the board again over at Arlen Field. It's 31-0. But for senior high, I mean, that game was scheduled, A, to get the rivalry back on, B, yeah. Coach Bradley wanted to see what what his team was made of, what they're working with this year. And I think last week, Nick Nick and I were talking uh, pregame show uh, a little bit about, you know, last week, the way senior high beat up on North Canton Hoover, that was way more impressive than them losing to Maslin tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Maslin, Division One, I, I mean – Senior high is not going to have to play a team of that caliber in the in the playoffs. Senior high really is it's set up well for a one seed in the uh, in the playoffs. To be honest with you, they they're not there right now. They're the five seed going into tonight. They'll drop a little tonight, but um, senior high by the end of the year will be the one seed if they handle business and win out, which they should do. I mean, the only team really I think that could give them a game this year might be West Holmes. Um, so I, New Philly, maybe. Well, just even New Philly, though, is struggling with Worcester them. right now. And, true. And, and, and yeah, kind of that's down. true. I mean, not not having seen Uncommon New Philly. Opponent, yeah, you know. that could be true. Uh, and that game for senior high is at New Philly. I think they go there a week before we do. Um, so, you know, senior high, this tonight was a game to just kind of get some it's hype around the program, gauge where they're at. And it's, it's okay. I mean, it, nobody wants to take a beating that badly, but – it's okay to have those types of, of uh, you know, markers, yeah. mile markers, if you will, to kind of gauge where the program is and, and how far they need to go, uh, you know, to, to win a championship. And, yeah. and I think it can definitely be a humbling experience. Yeah. I and mean, that's, you come never, out, that's not a bad thing. Exactly. You come out your first two games, you handle business very efficiently, and you look good doing it, and then – you get up and play one of the big boys, and, well, and it's and just, it's kind of humbling. It's se- like a reality check. <clears throat> yeah, and senior high actually goes to West Holmes next week, so it's maybe tough. they'll come out just irritated. And yeah. that I would not want to be West Holmes next week because mm-hmm. West Holmes they do look really good early in the season, but they've played kind of a cupcake schedule where senior high is playing a bunch of state powerhouses, man. <laughs> you know, contenders. 
So anyway, that's your senior high portion of the Lexington halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> we are just about set for second half action. It is 38-0 clear fork, and Jackson will run up and boot it down the field, and taking it on the far sideline is Johnson to the 25, to the 30. Actually, that's Jackson Wyndham over on the far side. It was Wyndham. PA announcer here is. What kind of spotty? He's just uh, <laughs> stuck it at halftime. Not paying attention to the fact that Jackson Wyndham is back out there. And he's back out there at wide receiver. Jackson Wyndham early on in the game got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, so I think. Coach Saris held him out the rest of the half, but he's back out there. First and 10-minute man at their own 30. A.J. Young in the shotgun. He'll pitch it left to Cooper Dreibelbis. He's going to lower his shoulder, and he maybe got a yard. Second and nine coming up from the 31. And for the minute man, this is probably their best starting field position of the game. they got to get something going here. I mean, if anything, just for a little bit of confidence, just something to, 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 you know, just get the the heads of these young minute men to perk up just a little bit. AJ Young in the shotgun takes, gives again. Drivelbiss, he's going to lose a yard back to the original line of scrimmage, right. and it'll be third and ten. Clearfork just seems to get penetration so quickly. Well, and Lex, you know, we've talked all night on and off the air about how effective they've been on the ground this year. But Carter Newman got banged up early in the first quarter, actually on defense making a tackle. He hasn't been able to run the ball tonight. And Dreibelbiss is more of your, you know, third and two back. He's kind of a bowling ball. And, and yeah. Carter Newman's more of your speed long down, uh, you know. Every down back type Yeah, deal. I mean, so they, they really haven't been able to throw different looks at Clear Fork on the ground, and Clear Fork going to jump offside here on third down, so that'll help the Minutemen out a little bit, third and five now. And it's just it's amazing that, you know, <laughs> the referee barking off five yards again. <laughs> it's on the 30. It's a five-yard penalty. Just put it on the 35. You don't have to step them off. Third and five, A.J. Young in the shotgun this time. Three wide right, one to the left, takes the snap. He's going to roll right. A.J. Young looking right, looking right, throwing right, and it's right through the hands of Jackson Windham at the 45. Fourth down coming up. And the Minutemen might. Now they'll send on the punt team. They did fake one earlier, but they're not going to get the Colts again with a fake. If they did, that would be incredible, to be honest. That's yeah, true. Fourth and five from the 35. Minutemen getting lined up to punt here. Play clock down to 12. A.J. Young standing back at his own 22. Play clock running down. Game clock also running. Snap is a little bit low, but A.J. handles it. Gets off a nice spiraling punt. Fair catch called for at the 30 and caught. And making the catch down there at the 30, Luke Schlosser. So, Clear Fork will take over. 8.45 to go, third quarter. 38-0, Clear Fork on top. Well, Clear Fork keep their starters in is the real question. 
I'd imagine they will here for the first couple of drives. Like I said, I mean, they're coming off of their first loss of the year. They're one and one. And a tough MOAC this year. Ontario's improved. Shelby's a little Shelby's bit down. Shelby's kind of a sleeper. They're they're hanging in there right now with Bellevue to try to go 3-0. and It's not like they're a slouch this year. A slouch? A slouch. As I try to get my tongue to work. And on first down, Clear Fork will run it off the left side for no gain. And getting that carry, I believe, was Schlosser. Yep. Moak, though, pretty good. Harding, you know, they lost their football coach just a few weeks before the season started. He that was walked crazy. away, and <laughs> they've come out battling to start the year. Uh, River Valley's all, always going to be tough. Um, you know, there, there's some teams that can battle in the Moak. Clear Fork probably this year the favorite, but be a tough season for him as Alt will get the carry off the right side, 40. He's to the 45, lowers his shoulder, and bangs his way out to the 48. And we've got a minute man, slow to get up. It's Cam Crago. He does get up now. He's okay. Ball's out at the 48-yard line. First down, Colts. And once all gets that head of steam, man, he's a, he's a physical little back. I mean, he's not afraid to lower his shoulder and pick up those extra yards. So, another first down for Clear Fork with 7.30 to go in the, in the uh, third quarter. Clock is a running clock now with the 30-point deficit. Skoog back under center. He will give it to the fullback, Schlosser, off the left side. He's going to fall forward for a gain of five. And second and five coming up. Man, I... Having a hard time seeing? Well, it's just like, why couldn't they make their numbers white? <laughs> Black uniforms with dark green numbers. Be great for a day game. With, look good. Yeah, with a stadium that's kind of oddly lit, as we've discussed. It's just not a great combination. Second and five, Skoog again to Schlosser, the up back, and he'll take it for a first down of seven off the left side to the 40-yard line. Clear Fork taking their time here, using some of the play clock up. Scoot going to go back under center. And the power eye. First and ten, and we might have a false start, or maybe somebody was lined up in the neutral zone. It is going to be a false start, I think. Well, it's on Clear Fork, but I'm not sure it's a false start. It might have been an illegal formation. Sure. And we're going to mark off the steps, per usual. So at the 40, pick it up and put it on the 45. Got to be precise. I would say the yard lines are probably more precise than yeah. trying to mark it off That's just true. by your long steps. Maybe they're just that good at mark marking off yards exactly. So it will be first and 15. Skoog under center, wing T this time. Sends a man in motion, they'll give. A little end around and gain of three off the right side. That might have been, well, that time it was Robeson. 
Second and, oh, they gave him four. Second and 11 coming up at the, oh, no, they gave him three. Second and 12 coming up at the 42. Thirty-eight to zero, Clear Fork on top here at home. Trying to bounce back from that loss last week to Granville. Scoog gonna go under center again, and he will take, and they will give off the right side. They tried to run that little play that Robeson has scored on a couple of times. This time he's tackled after a gain of four, and it'll be third and eight at the Lex thirty-eight yard line. Skoog will go back under center again. And they're just probably going to run it the rest of the half here. He'll give Alt off the right side. Dancing, dancing. Still got positive yardage off the right side to the 35. A gain of three. It'll set up fourth and five for the Colts at the Lex 35. Now are they going to go for it? Well, oh, they're stuck it. in no man's land here. Oh, Timeout Lex. Time out. We'll keep it right here. Last check, Maslin was leading Mansfield Senior in the third quarter. It was 31 to nothing. Nick, I see a UFO out there. Look at that. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. I see it too. Huh. What do you know? It actually is a UFO down here in the valley. Until someone tells me otherwise. What's well, dead ahead, just correct? Just straight out of the yeah. press box here. Yeah. They're, they're coming for us. Probably. I just see two lights, what look like to be car headlights, but right up under that cell tower. I'm, it's a UFO sighting, you know I'm telling you. The cell, with the cell tower being right there, how is there not better service out here? <laughs> Questions we don't have the answers to. Fourth and five. I'm more concerned about the UFO as Scoop That's takes true. the snap, rolls left. He's going to be swarmed, and he gets the pass Ooh, out of there, and they're going to the say uh, it was yeah, incomplete. I... It's going to be a turnover on downs as they tried to get it uh, to Joe Stupka. And yeah, take it. He said he got his hands under it. Referee said it hit the ground. I couldn't really see it. it a tough angle. It'll be a turnover on downs. Lex football at their own 35. The UFO is not moving. It's just hovering over there. It is bizarre, though, because I don't think that hill over there is tall enough to have a car on top of it. Yeah. But and it's not a plane because it's not moving. Say, would you be able to see the headlights of a car from that far away anyway? I don't know. I know you could see the headlights of a UFO from that far away. That's true. Because I'm looking at it right now. I need some binoculars. Anybody wants to spot a UFO, we've got one down here for you. It's just Coach Hamilton with his fire. That's, That's true. It, it probably is Hammy up in his backyard. I didn't know he lived in Belleville. First and 10, A.J. Young in the shotgun. Back to pass, swings it near side. Fogle at the 40. He's to the 45, pushed out of bounds. I think he got the first down, a gain of 10. So 
Minutemen move it out to their own 45, and they move the sticks. Uh, I thought they were going to measure there for a second. I'm not even saying this to be smart, Nick. I think it actually might be an inch short of the (laughs) 45-yard line. Oddly enough, they didn't measure that one. They gave him the first down. They said, eh. We've come full circle tonight. First and 10, Young in the shotgun again, three wide right, one left, takes a snap, fakes a pitch. Now he's going to run it off the left side, jukes back up the middle, 50. He's to the 48, takes a hard hit, and he's going to gain seven yards. It'll be second and three. Good run there by A.J., though, to kind of bob and weave his way up the field for a gain of seven. Yeah, I mean, the couple uh, QB keepers that they've called, I mean, he's he's gotten some good yardage on them. So logically here, that is a, a car with its headlights on top of that hill, but I don't remember that hill being <laughs> that I don't remember that hill being that tall. It's a UFO. But man. it's not moving. It's the only explanation. It's if it is somebody sitting there with their just their headlights, their car on, they must have their battery's gonna be dead. A full tank of gas. I wouldn't be wasting my gas. Oh. As uh, almost a high snap there, AJ Young takes it and flings it. To Jamarian Fagan, who ran a little curl route there incomplete. It'll be third and two coming up. They actually gave A.J. eight yards on that previous run by the time it was all said and done. Third and two coming up. And the lights are kind of flickering out there. Well, it's I would like... love to have the ability to just sit and let my car run with $3.60 gas. Yeah, I'm with you. Whoever it is has the means. I guess. I just don't understand what they're doing. That has to be a car or a UFO. Or a UFO. Third and two. They'll give up the middle and gaining one. First time this year on the carry for the Minutemen, Ethan Robles, the 5'7 sophomore. It's going to be fourth and one. So some younger guys getting in there for the Minutemen. Robles with his first career carry. 50 seconds to go. That's 5-0 here in the third quarter. Minutemen trailing 38-0. And I am just fixated on these headlights off in the distance. Way up on the hill. It's got to be a couple of miles away. Huh. Fourth and one. Minutemen going for it. A.J. Young in the shotgun takes the snap. He'll run left. 45-40. Breaks through 30. He's to the 25-20. It's a foot race. 10-5. And a touchdown. A.J. Young. Takes it, 46 yards, and the Minutemen are on the board. A good burst there from A.J. Got right up through that second level and took off. And that will certainly help his running stats, his rushing statistics tonight on the ground. And it's now 38-6. A.J. Young, his first rushing touchdown. Maybe, we'll have to check, but maybe of his career. It might be. And now he gets to kick the extra point. So, Dylan Jamison will hold. A.J. Young will attempt the extra point. Snap is a little bit wobbly. Hold is good, though. The kick is up, and A.J. Young bangs it through. 38-7. Minutemen on the board. A 46-yard rushing touchdown for A.J. Young. And I know it wasn't Carter Newman, but the Minutemen keep that string of games with long rushing touchdowns alive. And they get on the board. It is 38-7 on fearthevillage.com. 
BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. So what has become our good buddy Cal Rickert right next to us here with the Mansfield News Journal, he claims there was another, maybe a cell tower, something out there next to the other tower that we're looking at. He's saying it's not a UFO. I think it's a car. We don't know what it is. All we know is it's 38-7 to now. Minutemen on the board, 22 seconds to go, third quarter. I guess we won't know until morning, and I won't be here to find out. A.J. Young runs up, and he will squib it. And it will be picked up at the 15 to the 20 to the 25. Robeson bringing it near side right in front of us. 30, 35, 40, pushing his way to the 45 before he's brought down. And these Colts just play so physically. I mean, they never never just run out of bounds. They never, you know, take a hit and go down content with it. They want to get every single inch that they can, and they have done that tonight. 38-7, 38-7, to seven, clear fork on top with the football at their own 46 great field position. That's, yeah, that should be the end of the third quarter. I mean, zeros are on the board. <laughs> and I think you're right, Nick, with the running clock. Unless they say the kickoff doesn't count towards the running clock. Well, yep, Nick says zeros are on the board. I can't see around the corner that far. Oh. But that is the end of the third. It is 38-7, clear fork on top, fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Lexington's quarterback and kicker, A.J. Young, and you are listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Well, I'm a city boy, so I don't know what a lookout point is. Maybe he said makeout point. I don't know. Somebody up here in the press box just told us it was a lookout point, but I think with the band playing, maybe we misheard him, and it's actually it's the, uh, the Belleville makeout point, and that's the one car sitting up there yep, fogging up on. the windows. Yep. I, my money's still on UFO. If there was yeah, going to be a absolutely. UFO, it would be here. Why not? Just kind of a non-densely dense populated area. Skoog under center to start the fourth quarter. He's going to be back to pass, and he's going to be wrapped up and sacked. Several minute men in there all the way back at the 43. It'll be a loss of three. Well, now that, now that I bring it up, I'm kind of more intrigued by the idea of makeout point. And there's just one car up there. <laughs> one car. Now, if another if another set now of lights shows up lights? there, 
then I'm convinced that it's the make out point. That it's the it's the the valley make out point. Fair. Either way, my money's still on Hammy being up there <laughs> with his fire. <sighs> second and well, they only gave him a loss of one, and on second and eleven, they'll give it to Polly Alt. And he'll get 10 out to the 45-yard line on the left side of the field. It'll be third and one. Colts have to get to the 44. I'm just, I'm just hoping another set of lights shows up. That would be incredible. That would be a great call. Third and one. Scoot going to go back under center. In the power eye. Takes. Fakes a give. Now he's going to roll left, and he looked like it might have been a, a option. read option there, yeah. and he held on to it because he couldn't get it out to Alt on the edge, and he's going to be brought down way back at the 50, a loss of five, fourth and six coming up, and oh, for the first time tonight first we punt. might see a clear fork punt. You think they, have, they, you think they dare fake it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now another cart. You missed it. You missed no. it. I didn't see it. Another car just drove right by. There's a road right up there. Stop it. I'm not making it up. It's, Another car drove make, by. It's, it's the makeout point confirmed. Well, they just drove by, though. They were but scoping still. it out. They're like, crap, there's another car yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Can't go. Snap is back, and the punt is away from Jackson. It's going to be fair caught at the 20 by Jackson Wyndham, and that's where the Minutemen will set up. There is a road right up there, so that is definitely a car. I was right, and a car just drove right by it. Either that or it was another UFO just passing by. <laughs> Checking up, seeing what's going See, on. See, now you ha you can't take your eye. Well, I'll call the, the game. The game is going. I have to take I'll the call the game. You watch that spot because I know what I saw. A car just went by there. And it was another couple going to make out. They saw that car there. They didn't want to stop. It was too awkward, so they kept driving. And now they're going to pop up on another hill over there. Wouldn't that be something? Nine, <laughs> ten. <laughs> you just see over we here. Just see the another, yep, they just start like popping up away. everywhere. <laughs> Nine minutes to go in the ball game. Minutemen with the football. First and ten at their own 22. A.J. Young in the shotgun. He will give. Robles off the left side. He's going to lose a Jeez. yard. Clear Fork just in there all night long, right off the snap. They actually gave him a gain of one, maybe? Oh, well, they gave him back to the line of scrimmage, yeah. so no loss there. Second and ten coming up. Why is it, Nick, if you, if you even just put your hands, like, in the shape of binoculars around your eyes, it still helps somehow, even though there's nothing there? I think it just helps your eyes focus, focus more. Yeah, no, that definitely is a fact. So I'm trying to make my eyes into binoculars to look at that car up there, which I know is a car now. But it's not helping. Just, All I see is two headlights. They're just chilling up there, man. Maybe they're looking back at us thinking, look at those guys in the press box. What are they doing over there? With their, eye, with their hand binoculars. Second and 10, A.J. Young in the shotgun. He's going to throw, and he gets it. Jamarian Fagan near side. He's going to try to get out of there with some positive yardage. He's only able to pick up one, though, before he is swarmed. 
I just can't wait for you to see for yourself. Another car is wow. going to go whizzing by there. But the other car's headlights were, like, really bright white. These are more of the, the daytime yeah. or, like, the, the, the sunlight-colored lights. Third and ten, or third and nine, excuse me. A.J. Young in the shotgun, three wide, one left, or three wide left, one right, takes the snap, back to pass, throwing, middle of the field. He had a man. It was Jamarian Fagan in the middle of the field. Fagan, I think, might have thought there was some contact there. We do have a flag down, but I don't think it was for the. It's on Clearfork, I think. Pass interference is what it they're is. calling. Man, that flag came in from way back. That was kind of a bang-bang play. Jamarian Fagan yeah. got hit, but kind of as it the might, ball arrived there, I'm not sure if. It could have been off the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, could it could have been. been a hold or something well, like Crago that. Well, Crago was over there too, and yeah. it looked like he's maybe talking. Well, let's see him walk off their steps again. Yep, they got to get it set down at the 23. And they'll walk three, four, right, left, right, left. Now, what, his steps were uneven. One of them's longer than the other one. Well, need, needless to say, look at that. Perfect. And then he reaches out to the – it's a scam. I knew it. <laughs> it didn't matter how he marked off his steps. He was putting the ball down on the 43-yard line no matter what, which what is how mean, it should be. What, you mean the 38-yard line? 38-yard line, sorry. Good catch. First and 10, A.J. takes the snap, and he's going to fake a pitch and run it back to the right. He stumbles out near the 45. They'll give him the 40. Well, they give him the 45. It'll be a gain of seven for A.J. He's shown his wheels here in the second half. Nice little fake pitch out there to Robles, and A.J. took off the other direction. Second and three coming up. Minute men at their own 45-yard line. Uh, just a... Keep you updated at home. Should the Minutemen score here, the running clock will stop because the deficit will be under 30 again. Right now it's at 31, 38 to 7. A.J. in the shotgun, three wide to the left, one to the right. Takes the snap. He's going to roll left. A.J. Young looking left, throwing left. Got him in. It's Crago, 45, and spins down to the 44 on the far sideline. A first down, minute man, a gain of 11. And a nice play there. A.J. seems to be much better when he's rolling out yeah. and things are under control. He seems much more comfortable when he's out yes. in space. Yep, absolutely. So, first and ten, Minutemen across midfield again. This is definitely not their first time tonight, but they just haven't really been able to capitalize when they've gotten across midfield. First and ten from the 43, A.J. Young in the shotgun, two wide to each side, takes the snap, pump fakes, throws down the field to Fogel at the ten, and it went through his hands and incomplete. Yeah, he had a step. And well, they set up that they set up the fake bubble screen over here to Jamarian, and yep. Clearfork did a good job to kind of stay home and was right there with Fogle all the way. 5:05 to go in the ball game, and Lex will take a quick timeout. Try to get something organized here and try to get on the board again. We'll take a quick timeout with them. 38 to seven, Clearfork in the lead on FearTheVillage.com. 
Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, FairlyVillage.com. 38-7. Clear fork on top. And Lexington has the football. So will the running clock start as soon as they when they snap it? Yeah. Yep. On a timeout, that's the only time you that's can stop I, a running that's what clock. I figured. Yep. So second down, second and ten out of the timeout here. Five oh six to go in the fourth quarter. It is thirty-eight to seven. Clear fork. A lot of people clearing out now. Yeah, they're saying to roll the clock. A.J. Young takes the snap on second and 10. He's back to pass. Now he's going to scramble. 40, 35 down the far sideline. Gets a first down. He's pushed out of bounds. And he'll gain 13, maybe 14 there as they give him the 30-yard line. Good run there again by A.J. Young. Yeah. Took a shot on his way out of bounds, but good run. So first and 10, minute men at the clear fork 30. A.J. Young in the shotgun again, takes the snap. He's back. He's rolling around. Now he's going to scramble. Now he's going to look right. Now he's going to throw down the field, and it is through the hands of the defender. That had to be Braden Fogle got two hands shoved in the back at the five-yard line. Referee was looking up at the ball, though. It's going to be third down, uh, second and 10, actually. I mean, at it, the 30. Like we said earlier, it's crazy that it's either going to be a catch or he's more than likely getting held, pass interference, something, because he's well, he just, just so got, big. Yeah, I mean, he tried to come back for that ball and got two hands shoved in the back. There was no chance he was going to get to that one. Second and 10, A.J. Young takes the shotgun snap, flings it out, Windham on the far sideline. He's to the 25 and down near the 20. He got nine to the 21-yard line, third and one coming up. And it is actually, I mean, it's crazy how skilled Fogel is is just a freshman, especially I mean on the football field, it's it's insane. Two wide receivers right, two left. Quick snap for the Minutemen. They'll fling it out. Wyndham has a first down to the 15. AJ Young took a very quick snap there. Nobody was set. It seemed like I don't even think the Minutemen offensive line was down and set yet. And the center snapped the ball and they ran with it. Here they go again. First and ten. From the 12, A.J. Young in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's back. He's looking right. Now he's rolling left. Now he's throwing left in the end zone. He undercuts it, or underthrows it, I should say, and an interception in the end zone. As Crago was there, and I don't think A.J. saw the defender, and coming out of there with the pick for the Colts was Stupka. Well, you know why he couldn't see him? The dang lights. Well, it was... Well, it is tough, too, down in the end zone. I mean, the seriously. Colts are in the all-black uniforms in the all-black end zone. I genuinely just don't think A.J. saw him. Yeah. Because Crago was open had A.J. put that ball up and thrown it far enough, but he just way underthrew him, and I don't think he saw the defender. I think he was just trying to let Cam come back for it. Huh. So it'll be a turnover. Clear Fork will take over after the touchback, and they'll have it at their own 20. 
And there's 3.05 to go in the ball game. Momentarily with the switch of possession, there is a clock stoppage, but the clock will roll here on the referee's whistle. 38-7. to seven. I would expect here Clear Fork will yeah, new run the ball out. Yep. I'll put in some backups. Who do we got down there, Nick? I think number 16, uh, Mason Sansom. Okay. Maybe. A sophomore quarterback will get a little bit of action here. Bear with us on the numbers and the subs as they come in. We're going to try to keep up, but it's so hard to see the numbers. First and ten, they'll give off the right side and Jeez. fighting and carrying Minutemen defenders all the way out to the 34 to gain a 14. 41. And that is Nick Appleman, who did get a touch early in the game, but first time we've called his name since the first quarter. So, we'll set up first and 10 now. Clear fork at their own 34. And back under center, Sansom. And the power eye takes the snap. He'll give off the left side this time. And breaking a tackle is Appleman. Breaking another one. He's got another first down, a gain of 11. He's just running over anyone that tries to get in his way. And Appleman now, two carries in a row for 10-plus yards. And a first down clear for Clock will continue to roll. 1.30 to go in the ball game. 38-7, Clear Fork has this one wrapped up. They will improve to 2-1. and one. Lex will fall to 0-3. And, and next week, Lexington will be back at home to host the Mount Vernon Yellow Jackets. Sansom back under center at the 45. He takes a snap. He gives right side Appleman to the 50. Carrying minute Ben defenders again, a gain of eight. I mean, he's been hit at the line of scrimmage all three carries pretty much. Runs hard, doesn't stop. We'll have to only run one more play, it looks like. It might just go victory formation maybe. 30 seconds, and they will maybe run one more play here before they exit the field. Sansom under center. Takes the snap. He'll pitch it left side. It's Appleman to the 40, and that's where he will go down, and that is the ball game. Clock runs out. Final score tonight, Clear Fork improving to 2-1. and one. They win it 38-7. Lexington falls to 0-3. When we come back, we'll have final stats and scores from around the area on the fearthevillage.com postgame show. Once again, it was Clear Fork 38, Lexington 7 on fearthevillage.com. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. 
RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at completeaccess.co. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of oh.com proud to be the presenting sponsor on vsbn radio this is lexington's quarterback and kicker aj young and you are listening to the home of lexington football fearthevillage.com back here at the colt corral where the colts tonight victorious by a final score of 38 to 7 they improved to 2 and 1 on the year lexington falls to 0 and 3 Corey durbin nick laser with you fearthevillage.com Post-game show, and Nick's got all the stats from tonight's matchup, Nick. Yeah, total yards uh, here overall. Clear for Colts, uh, 434 yards of total offense on 52 plays. Uh, 286 yards rushing tonight for the Colts on 40 attempts and 148 yards passing. For the Minutemen, 239 yards of total offense on 45 plays, averaging about five yards a clip. Offensively, I mean, the scoreboard obviously says otherwise, but... They, there was times where they were moving the ball pretty well. Uh, A.J. Young, 15 of 27, throwing the ball tonight with the, the three interceptions. Had 161 yards passing. Uh, 78 yards rushing tonight for the Minutemen. The Colts did a great job of kind of bottling up that Minutemen rushing attack, especially with Carter Newman going down early in that first half. Uh, kind of took away the, the spark that the Minutemen needed uh, offensively. Penalties-wise, the Minutemen did a pretty good job. Penalties, only two penalties for 25 yards. Uh, while the Colts had six penalties for 60 yards. 
the Minutemen actually had longer time of possession tonight. Had 24 minutes and 10 seconds to the Colts, 23 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, the Colts, 21 first downs to the Lexington Minutemen's, 11 first downs. Uh, like I said, A.J. Young, 15 of 27 tonight. Victor Skoog, 6 of 12, 148 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, on the ground, A.J. Young, eight rushes for 71 yards, uh, 8.9 average. And he also had the, the long touchdown run late in the game. Uh, let me see here. Other, uh, Powie Alt, 15 carries, 125 yards, 8.3 yards of average. But he didn't score a touchdown tonight. Uh, the, the man that was scoring all the touchdowns tonight for the Clear Four Colts was Tristan Robeson. He had uh, he had three tonight overall. Uh, just was doing it all on the ground and through the air. Uh, Braden Fogle had three receptions for 58 yards. Cam Crago, two receptions for 40 yards. And Jamirian Fagan with six receptions for 33 yards tonight. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was just the Minutemen offense could never really – get over the hump. They, they, there was a couple drives that, that they were putting together and then there'd be a penalty or a turnover, a bad snap, just something to go wrong right when the men were about to get it clicking and they just couldn't get over the hump tonight. We're able to get on the scoreboard, but uh, not not the result when you can want come down here to Clear Fork. You always want to be competitive and uh, kind of revamp the rivalry a little bit. But, uh, I mean, but over just a tough game for Lex tonight. They got to bounce back next week, though. Got another, got a conference opponent. Got Mount Vernon coming to town. Who, I mean, it's definitely, it, it's got to be, it's got to, it has to be a victory to, uh, next week for the Minutemen for for their playoff hopes to really kind of stay alive because the OCC is just stacked overall. I mean, West Holmes is loaded. Mansfield's loaded. Ashland's always going to be competitive. Madison's on the uptick. I mean. Uh, a couple of these games coming down the stretch, Lex is really going to have to uh, kind of figure it out. But hopefully next week, Hudson Moore's back. He's missed the last two weeks due to injury, so hopefully he'll be back next week. He's he's definitely your vocal leader offensively and defensively, so hopefully he can come back and kind of get a spark going. But overall, did tough you, one. Okay. I, what did I miss? Did you see that? Another oh, light gosh. showed up up there, and it, it disappeared. I missed it. Son of a gun. Oh, well. Nobody's ever going to believe this. I'm the only one. Nope. Anyway. Unbelievable. <laughs> a th but it was just one light. It was like a motorcycle. That was a motorcycle couple showing up to make out point. And, but they shut their light off. Unbelievable. For those of you who have been following along with us, there's a mysterious set of lights off in the distance and another set of lights just showed up next to it i'm convinced it's a car first i thought it was a ufo now there goes another light those are tail lights driving by it please tell me you saw that nick please am i the only one with 2020 vision in this press box Jeez. all right anyway I can't, I, I'm just so intrigued. Uh, scores from around the area. This is crazy. Galleon over Upper Sandusky right now, 21-7. It is Wellington coming back and taking the lead over uh, Plymouth, 36-34. Willard over Seneca East, 35-18. Lucas, 42. Winford, 14. Lowellville all over South Central, 49-15. It was North Union, 28. Danville, nothing. 
Bellevue, 24, Shelby, 9. So Shelby falls for the first time this year. Cardington Lincoln uh, shuts out Crestline, 49 to nothing. Crestview, 37, Highland, 17. Crestview stays unbeaten. Delaware Hayes, 45, Mount Vernon, 10. Uh, Olmstead Falls puts it on Norwalk tonight. Uh, 49 to six. It is. It was West Holmes 56, Licking Valley 15. Worcester shuts out New Philly 21 to nothing. New Philly having trouble this year getting points on the board. Uh, I have a feeling when Lex goes there. There's a. There's a. There it is. There it is. We saw the light. Everybody confirmed. We see the light, and I just saw taillights going by. There's three lights up on the mysterious hill off to the south. I don't know what's going on. Kind of want to drive up there myself. We saw the third light. Everybody, if you're driving home and listening, look to the south, up on the hill, out there by the, the cell tower. There are three lights underneath the cell tower. And it just shut off again. The The solo light just shut off again. Unbelievable. Uh, Mount Gilead, 42. Elgin, 6. Norwalk, St. Paul, 33. Tiffin Calvert, 6. Maslin shuts out Mansfield Senior, 33 to nothing. Ontario with a win over Madison, 28-14. It was Ashland, 34. Buckeye Valley, 16. Northmore, 27. Bucyrus, 7. Colonel Crawford, 37. East Knox, 7. Loudonville shut out... Uh, I lost my spot here. Loudonville shut out Hillsdale, 14-0. Buckeye Central with a win over Ridgemont, 42-18. Mapleton put up some points tonight, 59-19 winners. The Mapleton Mounties over Rittman. Uh, Fredericktown won it just down the street, 39-13. Uh, Columbian, 64. River Valley, 28. It was Newark, 28. Marion Harding, 21. Margareta, 28. Monroeville, 21. Centerburg, 34, Worthington Christian, 28. And that was at Centerburg. Good game there. Uh, Whitehall Yearling, 20. Marion Pleasant, 13. And it was Gibsonburg over Mohawk, 28 to 22. I've got to get to the bottom of this when we get out of here. Might be taking a trip to make out point. I don't know. That's just what we call it. Um, anyway, for uh, my broadcast partner, Nick Lazier, who is – Newly married. Congratulations to him. That's why he wasn't with us last Friday night, getting ready for his wedding last weekend, which was phenomenal. And just so happened to marry my sister. Uh, she is now a, a laser. Uh, also, thank you to my wife, Kayla Durbin, down on the sidelines, bringing you all the uh, exclusive content on our uh, social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at VSBN Radio. Can check out all of her very hard work there and follow along. She appreciates it, and uh, she always works hard down there to bring you up-close content down in the uh, line of battle. That solo light just showed up again. I'm just pointing it out because Nick didn't see it the first five times, and now he's finally seen it. Something's going on up there. Uh, I am Corey Durbin, one final time, saying the final score tonight here in the Valley. Clear Fork improves to 2-1. and one. They win it tonight over Lex, 38-7. to seven. Lexington falls to 0-3. Oh 
and they will host Mount Vernon next week up at Lexington. And we'll be with you at 6.40 next Friday night for the call on that one. Until then, have a great weekend. College football is in full gear, full swing this weekend. That should be fun. Enjoy it and have a great week next week. We'll talk to you then.